0: Rob Liefeld has taken the Comics Internet by Storm once again by reporting on something that has been in the wild, in the wind for some time, and that is the idea that DC Comics is planning an Ultimate Universe-style reboot or side continuity or whatever you want to call it this is something that we talked about on the show post new york comic con it's something that we actually we actually heard at new york comic con mm. uh from someone who i feel like could know would know close to the matter yeah insiders yes sources we actually have sources on this we have sources For the first time in ever. This only, though. Like, nothing else. Right. Right. That's right. Yeah. Anything else we say
1: is just, like, take that with a grain of salt.
2: Gobbledygook.
0: But it sounded, at the time that we heard it, like a foregone conclusion Mm. that this is what DC was doing. And then Bleeding Cool reported on it. Bleeding Cool reported on it, the same information that we had heard, I'm sure, from different people, different sources. But everybody's saying the same thing at the time and now, that DC Comics has an Ultimate Universe relaunch planned. And at that time, the big major rumor alongside it was that Scott Snyder would run the whole thing, that he would be the tip of the spear, he would be the architect, piecing together this Ultimate Reboot. Um, where he would basically curating a line. Um, and that rumor is back and it's back with a vengeance. All thanks to Rob Liefeld, who on his observations podcast, uh, said what he knows or what he feels he knows about this. He said, quote, DC is absolutely doing an ultimate reboot. I know people at the helm, the people in charge, a lot of people called a lot of people solicited to be a part of it. I have mostly spoken to people who didn't choose to go on board. I don't think it's as far along as the Marvel stuff.
2: A lot of people are talking about it. That's what that sounds like. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to dive into that. We're going to talk about this Ultimate Universe potential uh, for DC. And also whether or not their most recent event announcement is tied to that at all. Thank you to everybody who is with us live. We appreciate you guys hanging out. Make sure you hit that like button. We've got a game planned for later. A new one that we think is going to be fun. I want to want to play with you guys. Uh, super chats are open if you're so inclined. We've got all the pals on deck today. Kale. What's up, hot dogs? Marco. Morning. Tyler. Yo. And, of course, I'm Sean, ready to talk some Ultimate Universe in D.C. Let's get into it. So, D.C. Comics is the land of the reboot. This we know. (laughs) Every year during the Pallies, one of the, well, the predictions piece, one of the questions, one of the annual questions is, will D.C. Comics reboot their line? We all answered that question at the tail end of 2023, and we said no now right marco what the hell why are you bringing these glasses back hmm? it's over you're wearing sunglasses inside <laughs> it's sunny outside you're inside <laughs> the window right here
3: but his future so bright
0: that's
1: right not if he keeps those sunglasses on
3: <laughs> i just assume he's hung over every time
0: <laughs> that's what the glasses are you gotta hide the eyes unbelievable Rami, why do you want me to get rid of my my Christmas tree? What's wrong with my tree? There's nothing wrong with my tree. Oh, who's <clears throat> winning that? It's not even a month out. Who's winning what? Oh no. Uh, <laughs> um, what were you gonna say, Kale? Seemed like you had something on your mind. No. Oh, okay.
1: Not at all <laughs> Is there uh, some uh, other bet that I'm not uh, no.
0: aware
2: of? Huh? No, you don't need no, to. You're no. C- crazy that. that Ultimate Flash is going to be slow. Like, who, who, who makes yeah, this yeah, stuff up who thinks guys, that? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> right now, we know that DC is in the midst of this Titans experiment. Your mileage may vary on that. And oh, it looks yeah. like eventually we're going to get you know, the Justice League back, maybe even a Justice Gang. There have been so many different rumors. But going into Free Comic Book Day, DC is teasing, and we got all the solicits for um for uh what for May, excuse me. We got all the all the solicits for well, we got the solicits for April and the free comic book day solicits. And so uh we it says DC major event 2024. Free comic book day, special edition. Now, I'm sure when it releases, it won't be called DC Major Event. I'm sure it'll have a name. To be fair, though, that would be more
1: refreshing than blank crisis or crisis at blank. <laughs> major event. Major event would actually, major you event. know, it would be like <laughs> that would actually be like a refreshing title.
2: That's the name funny. of a character, just the name of the character, major event comes out and
3: destroys <laughs> all of the world. It's just major disaster putting everyone in fridges.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, yikes. Missed opportunity was turning the White Knight universe into the ultimate universe. Nah, 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 nah. Mm, Sean quite. Murphy's doing good, fine things over there, and I don't think they need to make that up. We don't
2: need, yeah. need Scott Snyder to ruin that. Property value is at
3: all-time high, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's too busy painting over light switches to do more
0: comics. <laughs> Metal Force sounds like a Power Rangers event. Sick. Um, so the the idea behind this is that this event, sure, it could be, you know, it could be DC zombies. You know, it could be DC, just a uh, Jurassic League. You know, it could be all the Justice League turned into dinosaurs. It could be, you know, it could be anything. All the Justice League are underwater. Who knows? But it could also. The event that leads to a reboot, to an ultimate universe reboot. Mm-hmm. My supposition, as we get into this full stock with the event, is that it's the Amanda Waller, Brainiac, Queen Brainiac, Zoran Ark, Trinity of Evil event. Where those three are going to team up. It'll necessitate the resurrection of the League. And at that point, maybe they find a way into the ultimate universe, an ultimate style thing. But is now the time for DC to reboot? Is this teasing a reboot?
3: Well, you got to do it before August so they can just totally mess up the line again every year. So timing needs to be right. Um, What would this timing be?
0: Like summer? If it's imminent. Well, this Brainiac
1: thing would have to be summer, right? Like, well,
0: they're teasing an event in the free comic book day issue. It's going to be their summer May. event. Yeah, yeah. Sure.
3: That kind mm-hmm. of lines up to the right timing, especially to get buzz about it now.
2: Uh, but but Queen Brainiac kind of uh, feels a little flat. Waller's been just meandering in the background, flat. Zernar, he's there, but I mean, not flat, not flat, er, not flat. Uh, but presumably will be defeated by Batman. That doesn't necessitate the league. There's still there's still not something big that is universe-ending there, and maybe some, maybe something that doesn't have to be universe-ending. But I feel like that's the sort of the trajectory of DC Comics is crisis-style, and you're going to replicate off of that.
0: What was the question? The question was, <laughs> okay. I know, I know the question, the question was if we think that this is the right time for DC to do a reboot, is that where they're heading?
1: They still say no. And if all of this sounds familiar listeners, we talked about this a month ago. Two. That
3: seems crazy. I looked it up. <laughs> you, you were gone for a yeah. month, Kale, so it's a month for you. Oh, yeah,
1: that's fair. All right. Um, it's wild that this is resurfacing again because i've been reading uh rumors of ultimate dc since i was 12 on the uh uh hyperborea forums um i still say no because i still like at least for a reboot you know if they if they split off and do a a different universe thing that's different um but for a full reboot um we're still in the age of the the dawn of DC or whatever. This stuff is only still just getting going. It's not even good yet.
3: Yeah, how
2: Somebody's do we? Not even out.
3: But like the fact that Marvel's Ultimate Universe is being rebooted right now doesn't the timing seem seem almost bad because it feels a little derivative to do that? It, um, but they do that shit all the time. Comics, yeah. I, I guess so. Yeah, I mean. They obviously can't call it an Ultimate Universe, obviously. But
0: yeah, we had the New Fifty Two Crisis Universe. Um, Oh,
3: oh God! I just (laughs) made something, didn't I? He shuddered. Oh no! Tandidio just went. Oh, oh,
1: oh! I don't work there anymore.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Universal Crisis sounds like something that's written on a a whiteboard somewhere.
1: Do you think that, Sean, that it's a time for a reboot?
0: No, I don't. I think that this is probably the worst time that they could do something like that. When you look at the New 52 or rather, when you look at DC pre-New 52, I feel like a lot of it, as someone who just started reading DC around that time, just before, I look at it as a time that was very bloated. Um, It was hard to understand DC at that time. I mean, Final Crisis was gobbledygook. like. Mm. It was nonsense. And, and and I say that as somebody who loves Grant Morrison to death. I could not understand Final Crisis at all. And I feel like they got to the point where it was just impenetrable. And maybe New 52 wasn't what was needed. I don't know. I liked it. But they needed to do something. I think we can all agree to that. I don't feel like we're at that point at all. The Superman yeah. line is thriving. Um, You know, that man's doing just fine. People give a shit about Wonder Woman, uh, which is great. You know, the Flash has something going on. There are things happening in a way that doesn't feel like, okay. it's time to shut this whole deal down. Even in terms
3: of like a publishing aspect of it, too, like think of like Green Lantern War Journal. It doesn't even have 12 issues yet. And it was already upended by Night Terrors almost immediately. So, you can't even have a good hardcover yet of that without it rebooting, if they do it this year or the summer. And that's the case for many books, Power Girl, like, like stuff that started in the fall.
0: They have enough time to get to a trade for pretty much everything that they're publishing. Yeah,
3: I think a, tr- a trade, sure, uh, especially if it's like six issues or whatever. But I'm just thinking, like, just in terms of, like, the idea of ongoings doesn't really matter, it seems. Um
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna put out a poll. Will DC Comics reboot their universe in an ultimate style relaunch? Yes or no? We'll see people.
0: But let's let's entertain a different side of this because I mean Rob Liefeld is saying reboot. I don't think it has to be a reboot. It could just as easily be an offshoot. And I think that is something that's a lot more that's a lot more tantalizing. In my mind, I don't care for a reboot. I'm over it. Like, let's just never do it again. I'm I'm down to not do that anymore. But a different line that is ultimate style. Uh, I think that could be good. I think that could be great for DC. But they have to do some things to make it worth it. Because right now, DC Comics is just like Marvel publishing a whole bunch of books. It's very confusing. You have Black Label. I mean, just on Pal's pulls this week, there we was a Black Label, a Sandman universe at the same time, you know, and it gets so confusing. They have that, so many offshoots. Go ahead, that guys.
1: was for one character. Yeah. <laughs> Black Label, Sandman universe, John Constantine, Hellblazer. Hellblazer. Dog had four titles on his books. <laughs> uh,
2: it's insane. Is that is that potentially the answer then to, to that point? Like, you you build upon the imprints that they currently have, the Sandman universe stuff, I'm trying to think of the Black Label, like, does that then, do you fle- uh, flesh that out more to, uh, to I guess, supplant what's going on in the DC universe?
3: I think they would first need to know what Black Label is. I still don't think they know what it is.
1: Hmm. And I think they would just make a new imprint. I think that would be cleaner.
2: Sure. Oh,
1: I don't. I I don't necessarily like it. Mm. You know, they have a lot of congestion in the imprint. Uh, well, maybe less so now. But, um, you know, I think if you're gonna launch something with, you know, in in the ultimate style as we know it, younger versions of the heroes, etc., you're gonna want clean branding.
0: I agree with that, and I think. You know, it does give DC... DC needs to clean house. I really feel like there are just way too many, like, taglines and offshoots and banners and things like that. They've got to streamline all that. It's too confusing. Um, But an ultimate-ish line can be an entry point for people. Black label doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. I don't think it's been a success, to be honest. It's put out some good books. I'll tell you right now, off the top of my head, and maybe I'm a bad person to count, but you guys can answer this as well. I don't think I finished a single Black Label book. Like, th- like wh- whatever amount of books were published for a certain story, I don't think I finished anything. Um, nice House? Isn't that... Uh... Is a, oh, is that a black label? Okay, uh, yeah, I finished yeah. that. Yep. I
3: finished that. I think well, I, is that, is, That's what's confusing too. Like <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: but isn't uh like Str- Human Adam Target and Adam, and Adam Strange, weren't they black Label? I believe so, yeah. Oh my gosh, actively.
0: Yeah. That's the shit. I'm thinking of black label as those big the fat ones, yeah. Album. Oh type yeah, books. like uh
1: Rogues and
0: the Aquaman one. Right. Yeah. and the one with Batman's dick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about those. You know, like – but but you're right. All those things are Black Label. Mm.
3: Which is what I mean by, like, they don't know what Black Label is <laughs> because yeah. it's Nice House, which is its own story out of no continuity. It's its own book. It is a vertical book. Let's be real. Um, and then we also have Human Target, which – is it in the universe? Is Adam Strange?
1: It's weird. Well, we know Human Target's not because sure. Fire and Ice are in Smallville now and, you know, nobody's oh, talking about Christopher Chance. so.
0: Right. All's right in the world, uh but black but black <laughs> label just doesn't it doesn't I don't know what that is yeah. like it's just a place to tell stories that are not in continuity, I guess, but then it uses continuity and picks and chooses what's canon and what's not. That is the least uh welcoming thing imaginable for somebody that doesn't read comics yep I don't think it works.
3: I think it works as a trade. Like, if, like, oh, these are black label trade books that you can just pick up, one and done's. Um,
1: I think the problem is, I think it, it works unless you have to explain it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, them being separate and being kept separate makes sense. But as the broader, oh, this is connected to the brand, it's like, well, where does, where's that delineation? It's too fluid.
3: Yeah. The dissolution of the Vertigo brand name was the dumbest thing I've seen DC do in a long time big sads big sads
2: because that was that was basically what that is it was it was it took the stuff from the same man universe mm-hmm. already existed in there split that up because it's like oh this is big enough to do its own thing um and then you keep the same con- uh, concept of uh publishing out of continuity books or more mature books or you know independent um uh, independent books themselves like a, like a preacher or um I'm trying to think what else are there well shade i guess technically falls in but like fables yeah fables right yeah and you pull all that away and now you have to choose between mainline some amorphous goo of a of a label imprint and then Sandman
0: Yeah um I even even then like even then I think I think DC having a place to do out of continuity stories is fine but I think it has to have a mission statement that audiences can understand. And I think that they need to do away with the big graphic album books or only do those, the, like mm-hmm. in terms of Black Label. The fact that they release Black Label books that are sometimes big graphic albums and sometimes they're just floppies is crazy to me. Yep. It's shocking. Yep, It's confusing all around, consumer side,
2: publisher side. Yeah. And that, the communication piece, I think, is really important. Because you have to be direct about what this is and who this is for. Because regardless of whether or not you're trying to capture as many people as you can with a broad net, at least specifying, allows you to say, this is what this is for. If people want to come and explore it, they do so out of their own curiosity.
0: And then we had Earth 1, which was more... Earth 1 was more like, I guess, like a manga style where, you know, you had the books were only ever released in trade format there was no, there were no single issues and you know it was ev- it was stakes everything mattered and mm. then whenever it was over volume x that was it i think the most volumes we got for anything was 3 with the batman earth one stuff mm. which is a yeah. clear beginning to end story um that let's talk about that as a As a line, an ultimate line, right? But using the Earth-1 style of release, but with a legitimate commitment attached to it. So here's what I'm pitching. Scott Snyder or a Cabal or whatever lay out a path for an ultimate universe that starts from scratch and has absolutely nothing to do with the DC mainline universe. Maybe an event occurs that causes this universe to be created, but after that, they have no relationship. And it's maybe it's a line of five ongoing titles, but they're only released in trade style, graphic novel style. And the story progresses in those individual books, and once those are over, either there's a baton pass to a new creator, or maybe the story's just done. Continuity, light, but of course, continuity, and that's it. The idea of format was something I thought of first when, when, um,
3: you know, I, I started thinking about the DC Universe thing because Earth One is something I think about. Um, which I think the format of Earth One was good. It just didn't stick to it. Like I kind of enjoyed those, you know, like it, it was a good quality hardcover from what I remember, and. I like that I can just get a, a chunk of a story, and it was like, I I have that whole story there. There's some connectivity. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that stuff. I'm not against that, but they need to really stick to it and have a plan with it, which that I'm not too confident of.
1: I like Earth-1 as the the title, you know, because DC already has a massive history with the the various... Earths and Earth Twos and et cetera, et cetera, tied in with the crises. But I don't see, I don't necessarily see how it survives in this market, in the trade or album format alone. Um, which sucks for me because that's not how, you know, that's not how I want to buy. But I think it will need floppies. Interesting.
2: Uh, I started earlier in the chat about this sort of manga esque conception, you know, beginning, middle and end. Um, And I I think, agreed that the audiences for that are are different. Um, But I think the introduction of something like that, and it being singular creators is a unique offering that is attractive, because it's so uncommon here, and would Peak some kind of interest, and uh, if they format it within that, um, not sure the Tonkaban style, but um, more accessible. You, know, you can carry around. If if the large majority of people who read this are um, physical readers, then uh, optimizing the physicality of the book maybe makes sense and provides ease for that. Um, you know, keep it left to right, but. Um, I think there's a, a potential there for uh, potentially just introducing a, a new way to consume the the stories as well as the the format of the book.
0: Uh, I don't know. Um, I feel like I feel like DC needs to do something they have their hands in a lot of jars right now and they're trying to reach a lot of different audiences at once with their various projects they've got the Mm -hmm. ya stuff going on for the younger they've got the black label for the older what makes this materially different i don't think that you know making it right to left is gonna do anything that cause then cause like the 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 uh, the words the panels. I don't think making it right to left is gonna do anything that cause readers to lose their minds. Um, know, you, you're you, making a my, face, Marco. You got to be it,
2: kidding me. keep it left to right, you read left to
0: right. I know. I'm sa- I'm not. I'm not saying you said anything wrong. I'm saying that that would drive people crazy.
2: Oh, okay. Well, okay.
0: okay. I, I'm not responding. I'm not countering what you said. Can I throw a what if out there?
3: And this actually ties into what we talked about last week. Um, what if it was a digital only line? Well, then it's definitely not. Yeah, red. then it's dead. Yeah, yeah, there's no. DOA, a- baby. But what if a- they try A-J-C. to do something a little different and that's how they drive people to the DC Universe app? It's dead. Yeah, it's not going to work.
2: I don't think there's enough people there. Is that a volume?
1: I mean, think about the uh, Marvel Infinity stuff.
3: You know, actually, I actually like those things too, which is a bummer. I mean,
1: sure. You, you can do, like them. Yeah. Th- I mean, th- but think about the amount of, I'm a well-seasoned comic book reader that does actively use the Marvel app. I've never once gone to those. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, that, that stuff's not gonna. You're,
3: you're talking port- about the, the digital exclusive stuff, not the movable, moving comics, right?
1: Yeah, that well, yeah, the exclusive stuff. Yeah. Um.
0: So, Amin says, "But why? I think floppies are great. I don't think the format is the issue here. I I agree,
1: <clears throat> but I also think I th- I also think if it's something that's gonna survive, they're gonna want to use the floppy to justify its existence." same as they do everything else, especially right now.
0: I'm always going to be of the mind that doing something that doesn't involve floppies will be extremely difficult. Yep. Um, I mean, Earth One was a great idea, I think, and the stories were strong. And I don't really think you can say that DC didn't try. I mean, they put everybody good on those books that they had access to. You know they put some really strong teams on those. I mean, my God, Batman was Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. You know, Wonder Woman was Yannick Paquette and and, um, uh, Grant Morrison, like Gabriel Hardman and Karina Becko on Green Lantern. Those were great books with great creative teams. No one cares. No one cared. Like you really, if you really put yourself in the time frame of the Earth One books coming out, no one gave a shit. And and even
1: worse, you'd never hear a bad word about them. Right. So they've got they've got word of mouth, and and they don't move. Like,
3: I just looked it up because I was like, there's got to be more of them. That, and there was a Teen Titans Earth one. There was two volumes of it. I didn't even know that. Yeah. By Jeff Lemire and Terry Dodson. Like, that's a team, too. That's a pretty great yep. team. And I didn't even know about yep. it. And apparently there was Aquaman and Flash. uh by flash was by jms but never happened Hmm. never published
1: but that but that's also like what i'm talking about is just like those gaps in the publishing you know the for for trades by themselves like that's never gonna keep it afloat
0: dc didn't even care to let us know about them in a real way there just wasn't a marketing push behind them. I think even internally these books fall through the cracks when they're not regularly released floppies. Um and it's out of sight out of mind in comics, literally. Let's see. Uh I I, I was thinking about this um just the other day. Did I did I remove it from the schedule? I didn't. Okay, we're going to talk about it. Uh the it's the difference between Ghost Machine and um and uh distillery. Ghost machines books are in our faces. They're floppies. Yeah. That release that way, that release monthly, you know, and everybody's really excited. Um I just feel like if you're not doing exactly what the market wants you to do, your comics just kind of fall out. Who who here has kept up and cared about the comicsology original Snyder stuff. You know, all those books ended already, and some of them are still releasing in physical. No one is talking about them. There's no buzz. It's Scott Snyder, one of the biggest writers ever in comics, and no one cares because they didn't come out physical first.
3: Not to, not to mention, Comicsology as a brand no longer exists, so, like, yeah. that didn't help. And also the marketing behind that was also
2: atrocious. Hey, Marco. hey, 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 hey. The marketing behind that was, uh, <laughs> they did the best that they could with what they
0: had. Atomic Hound gives us a $20 super chat. Thank you so much, buddy. Really appreciate it. He says, the last thing this market needs is more capes, monthlies. Neither of the big two have sufficient depth of talent to do a large-scale addition to already bloated lines. They will cannibalize current readers. Thank you for the super chat. Really appreciate that. Um, That's a good point that I think is worth chewing on. So I agree that DC's roster isn't great in terms of creators. It's not that deep. Neither is Marvel's. Hmm. But what I think DC has is a bunch of writers in their roster who haven't necessarily made their statements about DC. Rom V is somebody that, I mean, really, what has he done at DC? He's had a long stretch on detective. He did the vigil, which was really cool. Little things here and there, Justice League Dark, but nothing nothing that I would say is so big that we just were like, okay, I'm, I'm over Rom via DC. Not even close.
3: Nothing ever too continuity heavy from him either.
0: No. Yeah. You still have access to PKJ, who's great. Kelly Thompson is great. You know, these are names that haven't made their big splash yet in that company. This could be a lane for them. Do you think then uh, it 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 could come down to
2: also allowing those creators, not just one or two or three volumes of a book, uh, or not just you know twelve, fifteen issues here and there. What if you gave them just a hundred issues to do something, like and and give them the the scale of what comics and sequential sequential reading is. It's not you know the the maxi format. Uh, comics like Batman and Superman had the longevity of a 1000 plus issues is is, would replicating that model of uh, purposeful longevity, be something not today.
3: That's just not how publishing works anymore.
2: Uh, But let's say there's a there's a specific force that meant to do that I'm giving three creators, or uh, three writers, three artists, you have five years here.
3: I think there's issues on multiple fronts there. Hey, you would need a benevolent executive to do that. And, and B, yeah. I don't know if a writer wants to be held down for that long anymore.
2: Well, but, but not even, not even a, a, not even like a character. Like, let's say, um, what did PKJ do? Last God? Like, I'm thinking along the lines of if, if primer is so popular because it's a new character and this kind of thing, what if you give that kind of, uh, format to a new
0: character? give it the give it the run i think we can't boil down primer being so popular to it being a new character i'm
2: not i'm, I'm uh, but what i'm saying is take that that take that new character concept give it a, a a purposeful longevity so that way you can allow the the market over the course of time decide uh, how it how it ebbs and flows in popularity
1: but again think about the musical chairs we played at DC over the past five years.
2: Hmm.
1: Like you can, you can make a purposeful longevity mandate all you want until, until it doesn't sell until Zaslav decides he needs a, a second, a second 40th yacht. And you know, he cuts it down.
3: And, and what was the initiative where like sideways and silencer uh, and damage I forgot the name of yeah. that initiative. But that like spun that out was, of metal,
0: I think. It yeah, spun dude, out of metal, yeah, right?
3: yeah. I forget what the name of the initiative was, though. But, like, they tried, like, hey, here are these new characters with hot creative teams on and also new media. Yeah. And I think the furthest it got was maybe 12 issues for, like, yeah. some of them ended in five. Some of them ended in three. I think one of them only had, like, three issues. <laughs> it was, like, the others or whatever. Um, so I think it's been tried, and it's just nobody buys them. Why do you think we have so many Batman books? Because that's where the money goes.
0: This is what I always say. There's there's just not a market for new characters. Everybody says they want new characters. No, you fucking don't. No, you don't, because you don't buy them. I don't want to hear it. People don't want new characters. There's no market for new characters in
3: their own books.
0: Yeah. 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 It's, it's so hard to get a new character over. It's so unbelievable. Think about think about 10 years, right? Think about 2014. And how many new characters from that point to now do we follow and care about that make regular appearances in comics? You know, I'm sh- yeah, I'm sure you can count them on your hands. But the trick that's always
3: worked is introduce them in a team book or another book, and then maybe they can get a spinoff just launching new characters. I I can't imagine ever... I can't
0: remember it working. It's also the reason why so many of the new characters that got created, even if you go back 40, 50, 60 years, are literally uh, gender-swapped or not even gender-swapped, just another person wearing the exact same costume. That's why there are so many flashes and not just someone other than the Flash, not some other person, because the Flash name is what has value. So let's create Wally. Let's create Skippy and Speedy and Buddy and Holly, whoever.
1: And the rest of the Crickets, you music history nerds will get that. I'm not among them. Buddy yeah, Holly's band was, was called the Crickets. Ah, that's where the Beatles actually got their name.
0: Dancer Rowe quote: "I want new characters, but I'm not going to pay for them. That is everybody. That is that is so many people in comics that say they want it but don't buy it. Which is why an Ultimate Universe almost makes sense because you can do Flash,
3: you can do Batman, but they're new characters. You know, Um, you can maybe even do some of the ideas that were in 5G and bring that into an Ultimate Universe." Maybe even reuse some of those characters, honestly.
2: That makes sense.
0: Marvel only has few successful new characters in the last decade because they pushed them so hard, and they made a connection between those characters and Spider-Man. I mean, uh yeah, if you're talking about the last decade, who are we even talking about? I think you're talking about, what, like maybe Ghost Spider? Um Miles Marvel. was before the last day. Miles decade, right? before Miles and Kamala would be. Yeah, I think Kamala's 2013, 2012, somewhere in there. Eleven, yeah. And, yeah somewhere in that. Ghost Spider was a fluke, honestly.
1: <laughs> well, it's that costume.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah costume's cool. Uh
1: Wolverine, X twenty
3: three. Not another been around really. since two thousand. Okay. I would say Moon yeah. Girl maybe is the only other one I could think of. Hmm. Jeez. And
0: we're <laughs> screaming we're screaming. You can't even really get Moon Girl stuff. Miss Marvel, one of the most popular new characters uh, in the last several decades, has a tough time keeping a book on the stands. Couldn't even die in her own book. Huh? <laughs> right. Favorite, favorite book. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really wild. It's really, really wild. Um, at 5 or $6, it's hard to ask people to take the leap. Maybe if new character books were starting at two or three and lost leading to build their names, that's what Jeffrey Groom says. Look, I think it's a magic and an alchemy that there is no science to. I really don't think that there is a surefire way to get new characters over. I think even if it cost, you know, if you put a book out at two ninety nine um which would make those books the cheapest books on the stands, You know, I I think you'd have to you'd have to give them a great creative team. You'd have to it have to be a full court press. And even then, I don't think you have a guarantee. And that's rough. So that's why I feel like if DC is going to do an ultimate anything, any type of ultimate style thing, it has to be rooted in the characters that we care about. But the stories have to be fresh and we need fresh names on the books. But also people whose names we associate with quality. Honestly, a lot of those YA
3: book creative teams could be interesting to see them tackle a different format in a monthly format. Like Gabriel Piccolo, great young name that like has a whole bunch of an Instagram following, you know, putting him on something like that. I think it's someone like well, Leah I- Williams, you know, younger and doing some great stuff on like Power Girl, put her on Wonder Woman. But like it's not Wonder Woman proper, but still, like something like that could be huge. But
1: talent, you would need, you know, your, uh, I mean, your Mark, your Mark Miller, not not Mark Miller, but you know, in the equivalent of the Avengers, you know, the Ultimates. You would need a a blockbuster writer to head the Ultimate Young Justice, uh, Ultimate,
3: um, Justice League. So that's a Scott Snyder of it all. That that. Oh, no, please no. <laughs> I know you're not a fan, but I think that is somebody that can be seen to do that.
1: Yeah, tragically, I think you're right. Tinian,
2: he ain't doing that. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Nah, he knows his worth. Yeah, he got his <laughs> stuff out there. Who, who's even in? Who's even in the stable? PKJ, Sai.
0: I mean, you don't necessarily maybe? need to go into the stable i uh, he, i think you do
1: I, I definitely me. go ahead forgive me for saying this but maybe this car accident made Donnie kate's flip sides you know maybe oh he's a dc god. guy now
0: oh my god Kale.
1: maybe he could do it
3: <laughs> yikes you mean in the sense of a missed opportunity and a new one arising uh, right
0: yeah
2: <laughs> yikes
0: Jeffrey groom says it's absolutely clear from manga that the market is there. It just needs the right path to the readers. I don't think that's clear at all. Uh, I think manga and Western comics are not the same beast. They don't have the same audience. They don't have the same appeal. Very, very, very different animals. And I don't think that you can uh, try to appeal to that audience in the same way for the same reasons. They like manga and see success. Um, I think it's I think it's tough. Web the webtoon success that they had with Batman Family Adventures or whatever. I mean, you can't. I don't feel you can replicate that in the Western comics market.
2: Shit, you know what? Just lean heavy into webtoons. Like start to start to build you a, a universe out there where things are connected. Yes, you have your your, your standard fair DC books, and those audience that audience won't bleed into the webtoons audience, or and vice versa start to flesh that out more so that way you can hit a different kind of
3: demographic. How do you make money? Yeah I don't think they're making a whole line for somebody else's app
0: yeah there's no money there yeah.
2: I don't know how the payout works because you get paid out for whatever degree and whatever the partnership is but I don't know I don't know if it's uh, worth
0: the worth the money there. Yeah. I mean, listen, it takes thousands and thousands of dollars to make a comic book, right? We all know that. One comic book. Yeah, just one individual comic. And like if Kale was making a comic book, it would take him thousands of dollars. And he's not hiring, you know, Clayton Cowles and Dan Mora and whoever. It's Kale and the artist that he can find that is within his budget. When DC puts a book together, that's costing them probably like double what it would cost Kale to make a comic book. Because Kale's not even getting paid off his comic book. Mm -hmm. So you can't... How can you take the cost of thousands of dollars to make a book and just throw that out there on WebChill? You know? Like, I don't think there's a business model to that.
2: But you still get paid off of, you know, the viewership, the coin usage, all that kind of... There is a model there that pays creators insofar as you offset the cost. I'm I'm, I'm not disagreeing that it's not expensive. Uh, We just don't know what the actual math behind there is.
0: But you think that they can make enough money off of a webtoon to pay the creators and pay themselves people. That's how, that's how a lot of the webtoons artists live. Yeah. Marco, but we're talking about DC,
2: the business. I I agree. And what I'm saying is we don't know what the actual payout is to make a fair argument one way or the other. But I think that there's potential for individual creators that they're doing well on those platforms. But individual creators, not DC's creative teams. It's not the same. But if you have enough, right, assuming you have enough and the pay rate is good and the math works out, that's that's my argument.
3: It's Assuming all of that. Yeah, uh, you assuming could do that a perfect for, scenario. We could do that for bubblegum wrappers too, you know. Uh, I just think that bubble? there used to be comics on bubblegum wrappers, Marco. That's <laughs> – oh, jeez, man. I just dated myself hard. Um, <laughs> it's sweet summer Nothing? child. Jeez. <laughs> um so you know about cracker
1: jacks right <laughs>
3: what, what you have play stick and hoop um so <laughs> the yeah webtoons doesn't work the, the fact that web batman webtoons exist is to drive new readers into batman to read actual dc books unless we're no DC. i don't think so
1: i think it's to feed one audience and it's an audience that wants what webtoon has and it's stuff that circles around Batman and his extended family.
3: And that is literally it. Sure. I'm just saying, how does, what does DC get from that? I think they're trying to get brand loyalty. Trying. Yes. I agree. Exposure, I it's working. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. What I'm saying though, is that that is appealing to a certain kind of reader, a very yeah. specific person. Yeah. And I don't know that that same person can be translated into you know, Western style comics at large, individually, maybe, but at large, there's no evidence of that. And that's the problem that DC faces, but honestly, I don't think it has to be that complicated. I think if you take great creators and you put them on books that people care about books can sell, we're going to talk about ultimate Spider-Man later. Yes. It's an outlier. I'm aware of that. It is a juggernaut of a comic in terms of sales. It was back Why, then too. It was an yeah. outlier. Why can't DC do that?
3: All this discussion and the simple answer is just do what Ultimate Comics did <laughs> originally. You know, I, big creators would, on on the characters you know.
1: I would also argue DC doesn't have a Spider Man.
3: Yeah, even trying. Spider
1: Man himself is a special case because he's different from the Avengers and he's different from the the Fantastic Four. And he's different from Batman and the Justice League and Robin and, you know, he's his own juggernaut. So people will show up for Spider-Man. DC doesn't have that.
2: Nightwing,
3: the heart of the DC universe?
1: Well, yes, but
3: people won't people show
1: up for him. Like, sorry.
3: They're trying to make Blue Beetle happen, but I don't think that, he, that hasn't happened in 10 years.
1: I mean, like, <laughs> DC has Batman, you're right, but... Like what I'm, what I'm saying is like Spider Man has like a a section, whereas Batman, you know, falls with the the Justice League, and you know, you know, yeah, he carries his own stuff, but so does Superman. So does I'm saying Spider Man is a a thing set
0: unto himself, and has been since the beginning. I think the difference is that when it comes to Spider Man. We've watched him grow and age. Yeah. And so when Ultimate Spider-Man came back or came out the first time around, the appeal is it's Spider-Man the way you loved him before. It's the way you loved him mm-hmm. when you were a kid. And if you were a kid, it's Spider-Man that's at your age. It's yep. a Spider-Man that you can get into that's not married, you know, that's not an adult, that doesn't have a real job. That was the appeal. And it worked. It sold like gangbusters. What version of Batman can you show me that reflects on the version that I loved as a kid. He's the same fucking guy. He's he's always been the same person. There's nothing to do there. Yep. And if you, yep. if you take Spider-Man and then make him an adult with a family, that's unique because Marvel won't give us that in mainline anyway. So hmm. Ultimate has always found a way to do something with Spider-Man that you couldn't get anywhere else. And that's what DC would have to do. What can you do with Batman that makes it so that I need this versus what Chip Zdarsky already doing? Yeah. What version of Superman can you give me that fills that void? That's the problem they face. By the way, sorry, go small,
1: ahead. Smallville, I guess, like you go back to the Smallville <laughs> universe somehow, like. It's dated. Well, and I'm not saying like,
3: modernize
0: you know, it maybe?
1: Yeah, no, you know, it. Power Rangers is dated too but they brought that back in that universe and it <laughs> worked <laughs> yeah. sick. Yeah. Um uh uh, uh uh who who was it? Um Eric something Gilmer Eric Smith uh mentioned uh Ryan Ryan Perrault on uh Ultimate Titans and he helped he was with Kyle Higgins I think he picked up the second tier uh or the second arcs big arcs on Power Rangers after Kyle Higgins. That's a great call.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. By the way, we've got a whole bunch of you watching us. Thank you for that. Make sure you guys are hitting that like button so that we get to play a game later on. That'll be a lot of fun. And Super Chats are open. I want to make sure you know that. If you are not subscribed to our channel, please do so. We are on the road to 2000 and we need your help to get there. Uh, let's hit some comments let's see um why why Arc
1: ahead. 9 says Wally West um and there's a good potential with Wally West in that Spider-Man pocket he doesn't have the the same hit as Spider-Man but in the same way you described uh Peter Parker in the ultimate line Sean. I think Wally could do that too, DC just hasn't realized it yet.
2: Oh, interesting. Uh, I think that's the appeal of Wally. That he's like the that unifying force of the of the universe that
1: at the time after that he's the one that actually grew into his role. Mm-hmm. You know, he started as a kid in the same costume as the Flash and then he grew into Kid Flash. And then eventually Barry died, and he became the Flash, and then he became the best Flash. Mm. So we, you know, readers at the time watched him grow and grew alongside him.
2: It's a pretty rad storyline, actually.
1: I know. That's what I've been (laughs) telling you.
2: Uh, Gilmer Eric Smith says, Static should be Spider-Man. There's a think, that's cool. He's, not as, he's just not as big. He had the animated show, and um, I think you could position him in, in a few different ways, but they're not leveraging that that IP at the moment in, in not the best way possible.
0: Dude, we already have Miles. We don't need to put another black dude in a Spider-Man costume. Like, please. I'm just kidding. <laughs>
3: he's going to have that same haircut too, Sean. You know the one I'm talking about, right?
0: Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, no, I, I'm a huge advocate for static. I think that it's criminal that static is not bigger um, but I think DC played a good hand by putting Nicholas Draper Ivy and Vita Ayala on the books, and they were cool, but I don't know that they sold that well. Yeah, It's a very difficult tightrope. Like, Spider-Man is one of the most popular characters that exists on this planet. It's very, very, very difficult, impossible, maybe, to to replicate that kind of appeal that kind of mass appeal that can carry an entire line of comics in that way. It's hard. You think Terry McGinnis was the attempt to do that with the
3: Batman line to spider manize the the Batman line.
0: Well, didn't Terry McGinnis, wasn't Terry created for a TV show? Yep. Uh, Sure. But it just try
3: to capture that, like uh, young, you know, POV character in this role with, you know, a big rogues gallery. Um, I mean, I guess capitalizing on the TV show is a direct attempt to capitalize on the Spider Man TV show, too, and continue the Batman animated series stuff.
2: Man, that show is cool. I love that stuff. Like, I, I, I wish it would have played out the same way in, in the comics. Um, but it didn't have, I, I feel like I remember a few attempts in the past few years, um, and
0: nothing stuck. Yeah, Batman Beyond is cool as hell, but I don't know how to make that work in the context of an ultimate line. Yeah. Stuff. Because he only functions as the successor to Bruce. You have to have Bruce first.
1: And uh, the stuff in the future was cool, but it's not.
2: that's not an ultimate line. Sh- shway, thank you very much.
1: Oh, oh right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. I
2: hurt
0: my back. He, he listening to that? Old ass <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, man. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Aaron Ruiz says I would agree with vengeance, but Marvel and DC has two popular cinematic universes. And we talk constantly about no new readers. Vengeance had earlier said that, um, manga ex- or anime exists to promote manga and that pipeline. Um, and Marvel and DC don't have anything like that. The problem Is that if you want to get Spider-Man stories, it's not the only problem, but it's one of the problems. If you want to get Spider-Man stories, you can get them cool as hell from a video game, a TV show, a movie, uh, you know, wherever you want a video game at will. You don't have to wait for Zeb Wells and uh, Ramita to get their new issue out. You can do it and you can get it at any time. Um, and if you really, really like Spider-Man in the movies, when you buy the Spider-Man comic, it's not gonna be anything like that at all. I don't have the character, but I'm that's the only thing that's gonna be the same. Whereas with manga and anime, it's I mean, I'm not a consumer, but i'm I'm pretty confident it's about one to one. So it's just not like it's just not the same. it's just it's just not the same. There are way more people that have seen Spider-Man in a movie then we'll read Spider-Man in comics ever. Way more. Speaking of movies, Atomic Count brought up,
3: uh, what are the chances the new DC print initiative to parallel the Gunverse movie and TV shows? Huh. Which is what I, when, when Ultimate Universe is coming back in Marvel, that's what I said they should have done to try to make like an MCU version of that world. But uh, I guess DC Ooh. could be primed to do something similar.
2: And then, and then with that, you can even, like, you know how we have the TV shows uh, from Marvel for the MCU stuff. We can, uh, you don't even have to produce certain things to explore certain aspects of that universe um, where, like, WandaVision was, you know, tied to the show and then therefore led into the movie or whatever. I think there's a, there's a possibility for synchronizing there, um, but you have to be careful about how you explore the universe because you don't want to take things that people haven't experienced in the film universe
3: from the comics to then put into the film universe. Do do you want editor's notes to show up on screen during the movie? (laughs) Imagine this this happened in trade paperback number three, you know? Yeah.
2: It'd be a good idea. It's interesting because Gunn's been very vocal about the kind of inspirations that come out of that. Um, If you can tie those things together and then make a clean universe out of it, there's a lot of, uh, it's a big playground.
0: Yeah, that gets tricky. Um, do they get to play in the margins of the movies and TV shows? You know, if it's canon, do they play off each other? If they play off each other, I think that could be disastrous. Like the comics can react to the movies and TV shows, but you can't do the other way around. And that's the problem. You can't assume that people will read the books. There's no requirement on the part of a manga reader to watch an anime or vice versa it's just fun to do um but if you make it to where like oh shoot i didn't read batman number 135 so i don't understand what's happening in this batman movie i i don't think that'll ever work we already you can't even do that with the marvel tv shows and movies it's it's tough <laughs> it's it, it really is tough but uh i will say this does DC need to do this? No, I don't think they need to. I think they're in a much better position than they were in before the new fifty-two, and I would say they're in a better position than they were before Rebirth. I think they stay the course. This is what I, this is my opinion. I think they should stay the course. I think they should keep putting out book good books. You know, find ways to try to appeal to an audience that isn't already here. Um but not through traditional, regular old comics. Um, An Ultimate Line could be successful, but I don't think it has the same upward potential as Marvel's Ultimate Line. I just don't think so, no matter what they do. Mm. yeah. There's just something about Marvel's characters that, I don't know, man, I just think it has more appeal in the way that an Ultimate Universe sort of works and functions it's more interesting you don't see them in different you don't see them outside of mainline continuity as much you can always find a an outside of continuity batman
1: i also think you can modernize marvel's stuff better and i think we saw that in the ultimate line you know you can tie them into political events or the world as it is because marvel's motto is the world outside your window,
0: right?
1: DC just doesn't work like that. They have entire cities that, you know, are impossible to find on the map, right? Like everything in Marvel happens in New York
2: city. That's oh, the pretty are. where everybody is. Yeah. Hmm. I, uh, I don't want to agree with it because I feel like you can be flexible with creative things, you can be flexible with art. But I think there's something to the fact that you find less, um, less stories outside of continuity. In Marvel, I think that builds that cohesion. And therefore it, it probably is more disruptive when you have an ultimate line, because things are so connected, whereas DC um, to that point, you're used to it, this feels like, oh, it's another thing. And mm-hmm. that doesn't make it special. I
1: mean, yeah, Amin just pointed out, it's also the fact that Marvel builds up those out-of-continuity universes. DC just releases 200 a year, so the world-building is minimal.
0: Right, yeah. And, yeah, you can just see those characters. There's just, like, an overwhelming amount of Batman stories. I don't see how another Batman story that's out of continuity is going to get the job done Hmm. there. If you want Spider-Man, there are only to my current knowledge, two ways to get that. If you're talking comics, there are plenty of Spider-Man books. They're all in continuity. And then the only other way is ultimate, which is not in mainline continuity, six one six, but it's its own thing. And that's it. You're not getting any more Spider-Man anywhere else. You can find fifty Batman, Superman. Even Superman has multiple not in continuity things. Well, continuity and not. It's too much. Does Life Story count? Like three years it, ago. It's it's over. It's six issues, and it's telling a self contained story. I don't I don't see that as equivalent. Mm. In fact, I would be very interested in seeing, I'd rather see Batman life story. Or Superman life story.
2: That'd be interesting, actually.
0: Ooh. Nah. Nah. No?
3: Nah. Swamp Thing life story. Nah, there's too many of him. Just a slow progression of a flower, frame by frame growing <laughs> for about <laughs> 60 yep. pages. Yeah. Yep.
2: Ooh, Jeffrey Groom, currently reading Superman Lost. It's very good. It's good stuff. But that's just that's way outside of continuity. That's not Black part Label. of it. <laughs> yeah, and Black Label. Black yeah. Label? Yeah. Oh,
0: is it really? Yeah. All right. We've got a lot more show to do. A lot more show to do. Thank you guys for all the interaction and engagement during that conversation. We're gonna find out more, I'm sure, uh, whenever free comic book day rolls around and beyond. Um, I think if an ultimate universe is coming for DC it's this year so strap in because uh if if it does happen we might all be wrong on the uh on the the predictions although if it's a if it's if it's a separate line that ain't a reboot so yeah we'll see um yeah so we're gonna talk ultimate Spider-Man we're gonna talk the future of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We're going to play a game and a lot more. Hang out with us. Make sure you're smashing that like button. Subscribe Just if you're not. Shit. Yeah. Hulk smash it. I want to talk a little bit about patreon.com slash pals where not only do you get our newsletters of which there are dozens, you get Palling Around, which is an exclusive show that only lives over there. Uh, we've got plenty of episodes of that if you have never been subscribed to us on patreon or if you have been and you've dipped off there's a lot of new stuff so it's worth checking out you get to join the pals verse which means you get a superhero nickname and a shout out on this very show every single week and i want to say thank you and a special shout out to the best pals in the universe Thunderstruck, rebecca alejandro the Hound of Justice, Atomic Hound, Starcross Catherine Stars, and Relentless Ryan Murphy. I also want to shout out the Night Stalker, Harris Dijinsky, Brian Demolisher Del Pozo, Kefis the Incorruptible, Momentum Mike Elliott, Dan the Truth Trudeau, Joel Justice, Jalen the Sanguine Sorcerer, Marley Manistorm, Slow Flow Dameron, Amin Almighty Perez, Pete the Dream River Collins, and Christian Uncaged Harriet. Thank you all so much. You guys are fantastic. And I hope that you've been enjoying yourself over on the Patreon side of things. Really appreciate you guys. I also want to shout out our YouTube channel members. Thank you for your support. Uh, Hope you are enjoying your early access videos. We actually just put one out this week that is about fans and whether or not they're more engaged and more willing to spend money when they're angry. Something Joshua Williamson spoke about. And an interview and uh, we chewed on that for a little bit so
2: and uh speaking about uh youtube thank you ahmed uh, bin mccur for the uh super chat um uh after reading batman for over 15 years i'm done with cyclical storytelling i wish i can get three thick omnibi telling an alternate batman tale where i see his life unfold in real time into the bittersweet ultimate goodbye
0: oh yeah the life story bit that i just life story that's yeah. it
1: yeah the omnibuy of that though
0: 50 yeah, I'm a, issues. I'm a okay. big fan of
3: omnibusy, so like being able to get like a nice shelf, you know, item that sounds pretty nice.
0: Oh, Atomic Counts, the Superman loss is not black label. You know what I was thinking about? I was thinking about the Mark Wade one, Space Age. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh. the one with Lex, the last days of Lex yeah. Luthor. Oh.
1: oh. Oh, I thought Even, that was Superman lost.
0: Dude, that's the problem.
1: That's the problem. Yeah, those came out at the same time.
0: Lost is a uh, priest? That's yeah. the priest one,
3: yeah. 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 I, hear, I hear really good buzz about it. priest is one of those guys that I think people under underestimate. Uh, I thought
0: that book was out of continuity. I here's the thing, I still think it is. Uh,
3: yeah,
2: yeah. But, but it's been it's been a lot of fun.
0: Jesus, DC, please.
2: Uh,
1: watch this show
0: live. Go ahead.
1: And they want to start an ultimate line.
0: Yeah. Watch uh, this show live every single Saturday at ten fifteen a.m. Eastern. Watch Pals Polls live every single Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash thecomicspals. I would like to quickly take a look at the poll, the listener pick poll, which lives on YouTube.com. Slash the comics pals under the community tab. This poll is votable for you guys. This is how we determine the fifth book that we'll read on PALS polls every single week. And uh last week was hotly contested. Yes, we all understand that Marcos, Minions, and many, many, many people who just happen to care about the Hellblazer book voted and pushed that book over the top. And so it did win the poll last week. But let's talk about this week. Well, so we've got let's talk, talk about it. Titans Beast World number five, The Flash number five, Immortal Thor number six, and The Holy Roller number three. And we said, hey, if you guys want The Flash, if, if this whole deal is real, if you want more size Spurrier, go ahead, pick your poison. And right now, this is the order. This is how it stands. Beast World at 38%. The Immortal Thor at 32%. The Flash, number five, at 20%, and the Holy Roller at 11 So right now, it's not looking too great for the Flash, but vote your heart. Vote but your I, heart.
2: Vote your heart. That uh, Marco is gracious with his minions.
0: Marco made three videos hmm? to get people to vote for his pick. That's what he did. I, I'm sorry, I, I bet he it. does it again this weekend,
1: too. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I don't think it. it'll but work that. again
3: effective marketing sorry yeah we got we got some engagement on tiktok from that so i appreciate that marco Mm -hmm.
1: if it was so effective let's see you do it
2: no 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 because i i don't have a horse in this race this was you know that was a challenge last time if someone wants to challenge me then fine yeah Uh, hey
1: you know what i'll take it this time i'm dropping the gauntlet god for flash number five yeah yeah you're gonna vote for flash no you are and you get your minions to do it
3: Oh, I thought Kale was going to learn TikTok. I wanted to watch that happen. No, 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 no.
1: Because, no. <laughs> see, you keep asking us to do that, like, you know, uh, peek behind the curtain here. Uh, Tyler keeps asking us to do content and stuff for TikTok, and the thing is he doesn't realize that it, I'm going to start sending him videos, and it's not going to be good.
3: Oh, please but do. I'll be excited. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Marco thinks he's hot shit because he got John Constantine. Come on, do it again. Show up for your boy. Sigh spurrier. He loves that money you're giving him.
2: You heard it, everybody. You heard it. This is Kale wants you out to go out and vote. Uh please go vote for the Flash, I guess. He's he needs he, he needs to be learned. Cower. He needs to be learned.
0: Please go vote for the Flash, I guess. Your fearless leader, ladies and gentlemen. You made me change my vote. <laughs> That says more about you than it does about him. Oh, uh, boy. Let's uh, – oh, 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 oh. No, let's not. Let's talk about the fact that we need to get to 2,000 subs. We are on the road to 2,000 subscribers. Tell your family. Tell your friends. If you're not subscribed, this would be the time to do it. Um, You guys have been super supportive. This is the next goal, the next milestone that we're going to reach. And I would love to do it in the first quarter of 2024 so um you know it's as big of a win for you all as it is for us so let's collectively make that happen together um book club the next book club is the dark knight returns which will be live on tuesday january 30th come hang out with us and chat about that one that's going to be a lot of fun i think um and then uh patrons we're going to be having a hangout on january 28th that's a Sunday. If you are at the appropriate tier that unlocks hanging out with us on, pay, on uh, Discord, we're going to have a hangout, and uh, we're going to play a game, talk comics. It'll be a lot of fun. We've We've had nothing but success. We do this every single month, and you guys seem to love it, so we love it too. So come hang out with us for that. Let us hit the listener comments. Tyler, take it away. Yeah, so we had a couple of listener comments this week.
3: Uh first one is from Dan Trudeau saying, uh, there's a lot of talk about the cover price of comics, but what would you consider a fair price for the average issue of a big two comic?
2: Draw the line at $299, baby. At this point, man, that that was a that felt like a good just balance. Cost to uh entertainment had. And now it's, uh, I feel like, fifty cents a page or some shit. That's uh, maybe a little bit more. Uh, it's too much maybe, but still, it's that that's, uh, egregious. I think two ninety nine made a lot of sense. Um, it felt comfortable. It felt, yeah, like it's a it's a more premium niche product. Fine, that I understand that. But I'm getting my, uh, I'm I'm content in uh the entertainment that I'm getting there.
3: I actually like that amount too. I'm trying to crunch numbers in my in my head real quick so roughly what does a comic take to read 10 to 15 minutes yeah average movie is two hours an hour and a half and it costs around in New York City it costs around 16 17 bucks for a movie right if you do like one eighth of that that's around 299 so just yeah. time to money investment um that makes sense to me but there's nothing fair in capitalism so fair price doesn't matter
0: I think um I think if we're talking about personal preference, that's a different thing than what it should cost for the companies to be able to function. Because I don't believe that they could pay the creators what they deserve to be paid at $299. The cost of things is just way too high. Paper costs, printing costs, everything else. I mean, it costs a shitload of money to pay an artist to do anything it just does
1: and even even before the economy was in the shit they weren't paying their artists very well anyway so yeah.
3: i mean they could if they cut costs at the top which then they'll never do
0: all, all right but you know come on we're, we're talking about the the industry as it is and i don't think that it could sustain or support uh what it costs if if it if they if the books cost less than they do and Frankly, from doing the deep dives, I think comics have always been under cost. That being said, there's a difference between what it feels good to pay and what something ought to cost to be able to pay people. And I don't think it feels good to pay $4.99 for a comic at all. And I think there is going to come a point at which readers are going to say no. And they've been saying no. And that's why you know, we see readership go down but we see price go up. This is something that Dan Didio talked about. We've gone over that a million times. You cut your audience every time you raise the price, and that price raise makes up for the lost readers. Yep. Is there a reason it has to be at a 99? Is there is Mental. It's
3: just a... Yeah, it's a mental, it's so it's not $5. Sale. No, no trick. sales trick. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm excited when it's $3.99 these days. Right. Like, I... like. We get, we get our review copies or whatever. But every now and then, I'll have to go, uh, buy one, and I'm like,
3: oh, it's gonna be five bucks. Oh no,
1: oh, it's three ninety nine. Sweet.
3: It's like image, image comics. Is, is that, that's where it comes in? It's like, oh, we didn't, Ooh, you know, yeah, we didn't get the preview for Transformers or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Dan. Uh, I guess I'll get the next one, too. So uh, James Jones said, I am absolutely still loving the Wonder Woman run. Tom King is killing it, hoping for 50 issues.
0: Tyler, he wasn't talking about Tom King. He was talking about Tim King. I was helping
3: him out there. I wasn't going to (laughs) call. I made an an edit for him.
2: Oh, Tim King, Tom King's
3: cousin. Yeah. Yeah. He works in HVAC.
1: (laughs) Now, Tim King is writing a hell of a Wonder Woman issue five. (laughs)
3: <laughs> it's John Byrne writing it It's a weird kink comic on Tumblr
0: <laughs> Oh no I, I included this because we had a A, a hotly debated conversation About Wonder Woman on Pal's pulls this week And uh, a lot of I mean it's a divisive book There were a lot of people in our comments that were saying Hey this is, I love it Wonder Woman's fantastic I want it for a million issues And There were other people saying that they can't stand it um, I mean we've already established we're on that and I, 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 it's not that I can't stand it. It's that I see how good it could be and I'm frustrated that it's not. And I think that the Tom King stuff is what's keeping it from, and when I say stuff, I mean the trappings of a Tom King book mm. or what's keeping it from ascending to a higher tier because the art is phenomenal. I think the general idea of what Tom wants to do is cool, but it's lacking the propulsion that makes a book like that interesting. I don't think that, World building and um and setting a stage have to happen in a slow pace. I don't think that those two things have to go hand in hand, especially when I'm paying $4.99 a book. I think you gotta and, respect your audience at some point. And especially when it's supposed to be an ongoing.
1: You know, that's you don't get an ongoing by dragging things out. You know, and I think Tom King is taking the piss a little bit.
2: Fair enough, yeah, having fun. But that's the you know the diversity of opinion that Pal's polls brings. Thank you for
0: tuning in. Last comment uh,
3: It's from Matt. I think this is uh, of the Murphy variety. Um, do you think as more time passes, the Snyder Batman run becomes more underrated? Underrated, interesting. I think it's the most rated modern Batman story.
2: Yeah, yeah. just Oh, yeah, that run?
3: Real good. Like, out of modern Batman proper runs, I can only think of three that are well-regarded. Snyder, because it's freaking long, Um, and it's good. Um, Morrison's, which at this point isn't even modern. I don't know. Um, And uh, uh, Tom King's is the other big one.
0: Yeah, um, I think, and Matt was saying that like outside of Court of Owls and um, what was the other major arc. There was
3: a Endgame uh, was a big
0: one. Uh, zero Year, fam- the, the family. Year there was Zero the Year. One. Yeah, um, what's
2: the other one he referenced? <laughs> was, Death yeah. of the family.
0: Maybe it was Death of the family. Whichever one it was. There are two big ones, and then no one talks about the other ones. But I don't think that that's. I, I don't. I don't. I think that that's just kind of how successful the run was like court of owls stands head and shoulders above everything else not necessarily from a quality standpoint but from an iconography standpoint yeah and i don't think that that is reflective on the rest of the run being seen as lesser just that that was a real high point what can you do Grant's right batman rp yeah. and batman and son are the things that people talk about from that run but the entirety of it was phenomenal it's funny because I, I
3: think Snyder's Batman run is one of the few runs in comics where I can probably name most of the arcs by name. Yeah.
1: Okay. I, I also think coming off of Grant's run is, uh, and, and coming out so hot, like, I don't think anybody thought Snyder would be able to pull it off as well as he did. You know, and, uh, and coming out of the new 52, I think, Court of Owls and and City of Owls probably had the most
0: exposure. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, dude, look at the masks. I mean, yeah, it's it's just huge. It's just it's it's huge. Yeah.
3: Do you remember reading that uh, that one where you had to move the book around?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, dude, yeah that yeah. was one of the most incredible yeah. reading awesome, experiences dude. I've had.
2: Was that uh, the Riddler Year One?
0: No, that, no, was, that was, was in Court of Owls. Yeah. Oh, as well, that's when he's in like the That was like issue four. Yeah.
2: I think they ever
0: used that. Okay. Yeah. At that time, it felt like a novel concept. You know, of course, I know that it, that wasn't the first time that had been done, certainly not the last, but to me, it was new, and I was like, well, this is cool as shit. Yeah. And it's still a gimmick that I could I could enjoy anytime I see it, you know? It's fun. Uh, thanks, Matt, for the question. Appreciate that. Uh, there was yeah. actually one more that I wanted to grab from the Discord. Uh, it was from a new member of our discord it was silhouette Mm -hmm. um i can't find it but oh here it is if you guys could wish for one character from dc and one character from marvel to take off this decade with consistent good runs who would you want that character to be so dc and marvel yeah one from dc one from marvel doesn't matter who you choose but for the next decade they're gonna have great comics who do you pick
3: DC, um, oh,
0: I, oh, okay. we all had
1: the same idea at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> Someone told. Uh, so uh for DC, I'm gonna stick with my original answer. I'm gonna say uh Ragman. Oh I think Ragman's had a solo once. And I'm gonna thumbs up that. I don't care. I don't care what you say. Uh the the next one I'm gonna say is I would love uh, I would love a good, a really, really good. And I mean I mean top-tier Ant-Man book. Mm, mm. But he better have that same costume as in the film because if he's got the dumb helmets he's got now, I'm not interested.
3: The Nick Spencer-Scott Lang one with Steve Lieber on art. Um, not good. Or no, it was Ramon Rosanas on art. Uh, the costume was good because it was a mixture a, of the MCU. I want a good one uh dc amethyst
2: i fucking love that character fantasy swords and sorcery it's all about uh your uh the power of friendship type shit like love it give it to me um marvel i i don't read as much and so i'm i was struggling i wanted something within the x-men world that's the most accessible to me at the moment x-men hit yeah. And But I want, like, an individual from that. Um, and I like the uh, um, 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 New Mutants. I think that'd be cool. Like, yeah. hot. Like, just a hot New Mutants book.
0: You wanted an individual, and you chose New Mutants. <laughs> you could oh, say Magic, no. Marco.
2: <laughs> Ooh, Magic? Yeah, You no, could say Dazzler, yeah. too. Nah, I don't care about Dazzler.
1: You said Amethyst, but you don't care about Dazzler? <laughs> Come on.
0: Nah. All right, I have, I have mine too. Um, he didn't give his individual.
2: Oh, I, I guess it would, be, it would be magic probably. I thought he gave that, up. That's like, I like <laughs> that, that realm. Fucking wolf's bane.
3: Yeah, what do you want? A, a cannonball? A rocket strapped to him? Um, for me, DC, um, it would be Animal Man. I'd want to see consistent Animal Man books or a Animal Man book. Um, and for Marvel, it'd be Nova. I've always loved the Nova comics, Sam Alexander or Richard Ryder, like either of them. Um, just to kind of see what they can do there, especially since it's like untapped to the MCU, too. So, like, there's it's ripe for exploitation there.
0: Um, Wonder Woman, yeah,
3: it's happening right now, Sean. No, it's not. Is Philip it?
0: Kennedy Johnson, David Marquez, Wonder Woman. Book it now. Ooh. Uh, and then uh, Storm
3: on the Marvel side. I was reading That's a discussion valid. on Twitter how Storm should detach from the X-Men. Not like out of continuity, but like she can be her own star. And I don't disagree.
0: Good can see it. I think Storm is her own star. I just don't know. Like I chose her, but I don't know if people would support that book. That's the problem. Mm. Mm.
1: What
0: What would it be about, and who would do it? I think. Hey, man, questions. this isn't be the editor.
2: Oh, um,
1: listen. Maybe it could oh. be.
2: First yeah. arc, she has to fight the. She has to reclaim leadership of the Morlocks. Nah. No, that has been done. Yeah, I, mean, you know, I, I, I fucking love that arc. That's just some good shit. I, well, I read it again. What if? Yeah, she, yeah, read it
3: again. Like. What if she uh, goes and fights uh forest fires in borneo
0: that'll do it somehow i feel like that would be more interesting because (laughs) i just like to watch storm do anything quite frankly because everything she does she's such a boss with it like she's she's worshipped she should be worshipped there should be nowhere that storm goes where she's not worshipped i want to see like black panther texting her like that future meme
3: (laughs) you know i was just thinking about you the other day you know
0: uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know who would do this. The book, unfortunately, but I, I would love to see a book that does right by Storm. N.K. Jemisin. Mm. Hmm.
2: Be too sci-fi. Well,
3: maybe. She's what, is, what is Storm now? doing right now? She's Queen of Mars. I, no, I, I, I,
2: I took, I took it back. I took it back. Uh,
1: Vengeance has a great one for DC. How about Phantom Stranger
3: by Rom V. Ooh. Rom V keeps teasing that he's working on something big at DC right now? Yeah. 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 And I, yeah. I don't think it would be Phantom Stranger. I don't think that, that's big, but I, I like that a
0: lot. Something's yeah. coming. Hey, thanks to Dale's X Macchiato for having the best <laughs> name in the chat, but also for the $5 <laughs> super chat. Uh says Mike Carey on Titans. Let us pray. Wow. Wow. I haven't seen Mike Harry since what uh, New Mutants
3: Bro. or those uh, those like X-Men. Marvel like uh, one and done like they had the 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 Kingpin one and the Ant Man like first series.
2: Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. Did, did he do? Laser?
1: Did he do a graphic novel called The Unwritten? Yes. Yep. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah that's what oh, I know. Yeah, him from. that is wow. okay.
2: Oh yeah, Peter Gross. Yeah. Wow. Oh man, I haven't thought of that book in years.
1: That Mike Carey, me. go ahead, sorry. That hit me like a baseball bat.
0: The X Men Legacy book that Mike Carey did, I love that book. That was good. Yep. I haven't thought about that book and shit <laughs> since it was running. But was that when it was
3: like Rogue and Magneto mostly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. When I think that yeah, yeah, They had like tweaked rogue's powers or something. She had lost the the physical like flight and all that. Maybe that was around that time. Legacy, that was good you stuff. said? Yeah, X-Men Legacy.
2: I think I have that one. I think I got
0: gifted that as a birthday
2: gift.
0: Only Hickman can save the Titans.
2: Nah, yeah. nah,
1: nah, nah,
0: nah. There, Hickman, if, Hickman on Legion, and I'll accept nothing else. If Hick when if and when, because I, I don't think it's an if, I think it's a when. When nah. Hickman goes to DC. It will be to do the Legion and then, you know, take over somehow. But that's going to happen. Absolutely. All right. Let's kick the news off with something huge. This week, a rumor floated from Bleeding Cool that actually was also reported by none other than Rob Liefeld, who was completely right in this case and I believe is also right about the DC Ultimate thing, and I believe was right about the Jim Lee thing, who said that Jason Aaron will be the new writer for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when it relaunches uh, with 150, or after 150. Um, So, (laughs) that's hilarious. Uh, (laughs) So um, we're getting a 10 page prelude in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Alpha number one which is coming out in June then uh, we're going to get the relaunch of the book it's not a relaunch of continuity it's not a reboot it's just a new number one Um, Jason Aaron will be writing it we don't know who's going to be doing the art or who's going to be doing anything else I don't even know that we know how long Aaron will be on the book but this is the the front-facing announcement. So Aaron said the following, quote, launching a new TMNT comic series in the midst of the character's 40th anniversary is clearly one of those dream jobs of all comic book dream jobs, especially for me, a kid who first fell in love with the Turtles all those years ago because of that original Mirage Studio series. Buying those groundbreaking issues off the fresh of the rack, comics that kicked you in the face with their action-packed grit and gloriously raw attitude. So... I am not someone who has read more than like a handful of TMNT books. I wanted to follow them, but I was buying too many books and I just couldn't. I just couldn't justify it. It was great though. So, this is a jumping on point that I think is great for me. Aaron is a is a writer who is a veteran and I think if you're going to launch man, if you're going to launch almost anything you can do a lot worse than Jason Aaron's name on the book. So I'm, yeah. I'm pretty excited for this.
2: That's uh that's some uh, that's you're bringing stock to the title. And who who's the um, previously writing it? Sophie no, Campbell, Sophie yeah. Campbell, right? And I've heard excellent things about that run and uh, all the stuff there. So to be picking off of a, a hot book like that and then with a big name, that makes sense Forward propulsion.
3: TMNT doesn't really do much for me. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I like it outside of comics. You know, I like the the movies. Um, those side-scroller games are fantastic. But I've never really read the comics. Honestly, from this announcement, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Sophie Campbell gets to do something else that I want to read, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jason Aaron's a big name, especially for IDW to get Jason Aaron. Like, the guy writing Superman at the time. Pretty big.
0: Yeah, I will definitely be reading this. Um, I want a way into the TMNT. I love those characters, but the, the stuff that they've put out for them over the last 20 years, I just haven't cared about when it comes to ancillary stuff. Truth be told, I only cared about the movie and the original TV show. Everything else and the games and shit. Everything else is whatever. So if this is good... I'll go back, and I want to read everything Sophie Campbell did. But I need my way in. So yeah. I'm hoping this is good. Yeah. Am I confident? Well... The... The IDW run,
1: you know, it is 150 issues, but it's very accessible.
0: Whoa! How can you say that? How is it accessible at that number? That's crazy.
1: <laughs> it it starts at number one, and it's a it's a full, you know, like that's it like it, it's one continuous story so you start at number one and go till you get tired of it
3: like was, was it also for campbell? campbell no right
1: uh no i think quite a bit of it is uh, yeah, at least 50 it's isn't uh, the original Eastman or yeah it's, yeah it's uh, one of the, but it, i think it kind of goes back and forth but the majority of it is really really good and it's uh based around a lot of stuff that a lot um a lot of the turtles stuff has never done or it's taken turtles stuff further. Um there's a fifth one. I think even a sixth turtle. I think there are two girl turtles now. What? Yeah, I know yeah, about there's, one.
3: There's one yeah. yeah I know about one. The uh
1: I I believe Venus de Milo from uh, the 90 the 90s show. show. Yeah. She's come back.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Donatello died and became a robot at one point.
1: No, no, no. That's uh, that's old Mirage stuff.
3: No, that, that happened in this this run. I, I almost picked it, it up. No, I don't think it did. The only thing that could get me to read a TMNT book is, A, a Pal's Poll winner. <laughs> um and we'll probably read this. What 100%. is it? 150 is he starting at or starting at a number one. I don't know.
0: Starting at number one.
3: Um, we'll probably read that. Um, but like personally, if they got uh Laird and Eastman back for a new number one, I'd read that. But that would be some serious mending of of bridges to have to do that.
0: Uh yeah, we'll we'll definitely be reviewing the first one. So Come for that um, in June. Should be fun. Congratulations are in order to Marvel and Jonathan Hickman and Marco Chiquetto and the rest of the creative team for the tremendous success of Ultimate Spider-Man number one. Absolutely incredible success. Um, You know, it is the modern comics industry, so numbers are, you know, tough to come by we don't know exactly um how much it's been selling but we know that it's being rushed to a second printing and uh and that'll that'll come out february 21st which is cool a little late but what can you do but um it's it's selling like gangbusters issue number 1 already has issues that are going for $45 um, you know, resellers trying to move it for that price point. Uh, Bleeding Cool ran an article that includes words from comic book store owners who were very, very positive about this book. So Timmy Heeg, Haig, from, uh who's a writer. Uh, and also an owner of Arsenal Comics in Cali, said the following. Quote, Ultimate Spider-Man number one was our highest ordered Marvel release in ages. And after 48 hours, one location is completely sold out and the other being very close to it. We're seeing new faces in the shops coming in asking for it. And I am so over the moon about it. This is exactly what shops needed. The thing with a hit, though, is you can never have enough. So once we're sold out, it's going to be a bummer to not have people coming in. Hopefully they want the second print. Unfortunately, in these cases, the second print doesn't come soon enough for the demand, and they don't want it due to second print. But regardless, I'm taking the chance and ordering up. Nice. Yeah. That that issue two drop-off
1: is going to be hard. I
3: don't know. You see the, the Villner introducing in that book? Previews are out. No. It, uh, it's shocker. Uh,
2: <gasps> <gasps> what a shocker. Yeah. Uh. According to a comic chic in the chat, third printing has already been solicited as well.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's a huge book. Man, I got to get on this buying stuff and reselling it. I feel like I miss stuff like that, like uh, the way people miss like cryptocurrency. Like, I should have bought it in 2007 or whatever.
2: Right. And I'd be a billionaire now. It's, it's wild to me that people care about first printings. I, I I I understand it as a thing. I just don't, it, my brain doesn't process
3: it. Like Sean, do you remember when Marvel would do second printings, and the only difference was the cover was like a different shade? Yeah. Um, like it was the same cover, but it was like with a red hue on it. Yeah. Uh, I remember. I like my. I would accidentally pull one of those when trying to re refill my collection, and it drew drove me insane. I could not have anything other than a first printing when collecting. Yeah, I
0: hate. Second printings and it's so dumb, but it's like consistency. You know, if you get the first issue and and you know these covers tend to look they have a design to them. Second printings are always some offshoot. You know, I want I want the the OG. Um, but yeah, this book is doing great. I bought two copies myself. I wish I had bought a third. I screwed up. I only bought the black suit and the holiday postcard one i really should have bought the 2099 one and actually oh. i should have bought the main cover i didn't Bean buy cover didn't eight get those um actually he did yeah he did but i can't yeah you know right, those, right, are, right. those are his. Bean, bean's currently uh under the
3: weight of a whole bunch of comics they're digging them out
1: <laughs> he can't he can't make his way back to midtown yet
0: <laughs> yeah he's having trouble <laughs> <laughs> this is great it's great you gotta you gotta uh, um A $6 comic, I believe it was 6 bucks, and it couldn't be selling any better. It's doing tremendously. It's bringing new people into the shops, allegedly. When you look on Twitter, social media, the conversation in comics right now is all about Ultimate Spider-Man and some other bullshit that we won't get into. But it's just so nice to see a win. And there have been wins. Someone Cole just right now in the chat says, you know, the success of the transformers, Energon and ultimate Marvel is great news. A rising tide lift all boats. That's absolutely the case. And yeah. I want to say we go hard sometimes on Marvel and DC and we're a lot lighter on indie stuff because mm. of the fact that what I'm saying, I mean, critical, critical, critically, because of the fact that when it comes to this industry, Marvel and DC are the forerunners when they have big success it cascades and it, and it and it shows in the industry you know so this is a good thing it's objectively good it's good for marvel it's good for dc it's good for everybody
3: the uh, comic chic in the chat says that the black symbiote variant number 1 is selling for like 75 to 90 because it was underordered
0: yo wow can i tell you right now that i was head hunting for that one at midtown just in the sense that i knew that was the one i wanted not because of sales But because I love it. It looks so cool. And I found one of, like, I think it was, like, if it wasn't the last one, it was, like, two. There were, like, two or three. And I had to dig through the whole pile of variants to find it. And I was so happy that I did. But I won't be selling it.
3: Oh, if you sell it, Sean, you can pay for one week's worth of pull.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're damn right, dude. Self-sufficiency. That's a self-sufficiency market right there. Yeah, it's not like I need the additional cover, right? But It's the yeah. WoW tokens of comics. <laughs> oh, man. Right, like I could buy one issue, right? I could buy, I could spend six bucks and then flip that for 90 and that funds, you know, all the books I'll buy for the next couple of weeks.
3: That's how I did Lorcana. yeah. That's how card collectors do it.
0: That's how I've done it in cards for many, many years. Many years. So, yeah, great for ultimate spider-man great for the industry can't wait for the next one uh it looks like it's confirmed now by the way that the suit that spider-man will have is a basic bear black suit Ooh,
3: interesting maybe that's why the cover's going for a little more
0: hmm. well it was under ordered
3: then yeah true yeah
0: but no, it's and it, sorry? No, sorry no go go it's not the black symbiote suit. It's just a plain black suit that mm. is. It appears Peter will have in the book. Oh, yeah. So that final page of Ultimate Spider-Man number one, where we're like, "Oh, what the heck? Why is it in silhouette or whatever?" That's just the suit. Just the suit. <laughs> it's yeah, just in black. A suit. It, Unless it it's- must be like
1: the the wrestling like unitard or whatever you know that. Uh. Uh. Peter gets just to start him off, yeah, you know, yeah, before yeah. he learns how to sew or whatever.
0: A starter suit.
3: Yeah. So it's a morph suit he got off eBay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Vengeance says, would love to see people's reactions when bad things start happening to Peter. People can't possibly think it's all gonna be sunshine and rainbows. Dude, that's what we're waiting for. We're waiting for that. Like things are good, like he's in over his head. Just by the simple fact that he put that suit on. And mm-hmm. things are gonna get rough. They're gonna get rough. And that's exciting. I can't wait for Uncle Ben to die again.
2: No. I hope not. He's gonna have a successful newspaper.
0: I no, can't wait till Green James, Goblin and James Jameis really to be have a... Amin says, let's see the sales for issue, let's say eleven. Hey, I feel like that's a little negative. Um I think, you know, we should celebrate the success that we have. And hopefully the book is doing well at issue at issue number 11. You know, why not? People want an alternative. They have demanded an alternative to Amazing Spider-Man, and they've gotten it. I challenged people when this book was announced, if you're really that serious about how much you think ASM sucks, buy this. And people did.
3: One of the cool things I saw about the discourse of Ultimate Spider-Man too is that the Ultimate Universe doesn't have a U.S. United States of America like it doesn't exist, um, and so these characters are starting off from an anti-authoritarian perspective uh, because it's like North it's like Canada, North America, and Mexico are one state
0: in this world. Hey, the North American Union, essentially, yeah. Old conspiracy theory, don't mind me. Um, (laughs) There's a pallet around for that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's cool. That's kind of interesting. I like that the world of the Ultimate Universe is, like, radically different.
2: Well, it's also good because you don't have to have the baggage to, like, uh, to carry you through. I I don't need the, the understanding from that. To inform my reading and add to the,
0: maybe the depth of what I'm getting out of it. Yeah. All right. We got news about the next book in the Universal Monsters line of books from Skybound and Image and all of that. Um, And it is called Creatures from the Black Lagoon Lives. Dude,
3: this is my favorite universal monster too.
0: Kale, I I can I can do better. Oh I don't know. I can do better. I can I'm hold a-
1: on. listen, I'm already here. What could you possibly
0: say to get me up here? I got you. Rom V.
1: Oh
3: <laughs>
0: he's busting
3: nuts over there. Jesus.
0: Dan Waters. Oh, oh, that was a hernia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matthew Roberts and oh, Dave Stewart. Th- that's the creative team. Dave Stewart's Stewart, colorist. Yeah,
1: yep. Yeah, he's good. Four issues. Oh, even better. Right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Fuck yeah. yeah!
3: Pumped out here. And you're you're real it's hot on Dracula, right, Kel?
0: Dracula rules.
3: That's been so good.
0: I don't know anything about this. I've never seen a creature from the Black Lagoon. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know anything. Abe Sapien. What's that? From Hellboy.
1: Blue guy. Blue fish guy.
3: Any swamp creature you've ever seen is essentially based on the creature from the Black Lagoon.
1: Yeah. Um. This will be for absolutely no one but Tyler, maybe. Um, there's a thrilling adventure hour like mini about the guy who plays um the creature from the black lagoon and he has to like solve a murder mystery as like the creature from the black lagoon. It's insane and it's Isn't, like crazy good. And it's made the creature from the black lagoon like one of my top guys.
3: Isn't it like Lon Chaney Jr. or something like that? Yeah, something yeah. like that.
0: So um, this is what Alex Antone, who is the editorial director at Skybound, had to say. We're so thrilled to announce our second book in the Universal Monsters line. Dan Waters and Rom V are two of the most exciting writers in comics. And to be able to turn them loose with longtime Skybound creators Matthew Roberts and Dave Stewart has been an absolute treat. Each book in the Universal Monsters line will feel different from the last, with each creative team bringing their own unique flavor to these iconic horror characters. Okay. um, Years after the events of the original film, journalist Kate Marsden hunts for a notorious serial killer in the heart of the Amazon. Hot on the trail of this madman, she soon encounters an unexpected new threat. But is he friend or foe? Or is he simply the creature from the Black Lagoon? Cool. So it's a sequel.
2: Creature huh. from the Black Lagoon. Hell yeah. This is rad. And man, the variants they got for this?
3: Oof. Oof. This is like yeah, ripe, we... rife for some be the editor uh, nonsense. Like character and, and like yeah. monster and team. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we've got some questions as to how this is going to work in the chat. I'm wondering the same thing. Is it going to be sort of rom v and dan waters alternating or have they kind of cooked it together or is it you know uh uh is it rom's idea and dan dan scripts be really curious to know how all that
3: they have those two new books coming out from image that dan waters writing one rom v's writing the other and they connect so they have a history together of writing together um so I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't even like a, a script uh, versus dialogue thing. I I could see them literally writing this together.
1: Yeah.
0: I suspect that this is Rom V Presents type thing. Mm. I think Dan Waters is the front person. I think they worked on the idea together. I think Rom probably takes a look at this the script and whatever. But I think um, it's just a more exciting book if Rom's name is there. I'm sure he has involvement, but I think the like grunt work is being done by Dan. That's just my supposition. I think that the the when you said the plot too, the plot doesn't
1: quite sound like a Rom V book to me.
0: Hmm. Cole said, I believe I saw on Twitter that Rom V and Dan did the story, but Dan is scripting. Could be wrong. Yeah, I I suspect this is that because even if you look at it, Dan Waters' name is on top, and hmm. um, I think if Rom had written it, his name would be there. On top. sure. He's the bigger name.
1: That doesn't uh, take away my excitement at all. Dan Waters has been
0: great. And also I think Rom V just being involved at all is a positive. Like that's great. Yeah. I think this is nothing but good news.
2: I'm, I'm not familiar with Roberts. So it looks like he's done Manifest Destiny, some firepower stuff. with. Um... He's the artist of Manifest Destiny? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that book
3: is gorgeous. Yeah. And some of the preview art here is excellent. Dude, yeah, Manifest uh, Destiny. When that was coming out, that was one of my favorite image books. Underrated book, gorgeous book.
2: His his art looks a bit like dirty in in a very positive way. There's a lot of um like light shading, almost like charcoaly. Uh, I think fits very well with the aesthetic of what this is going to be. It's very earthy.
0: Yeah, art, yeah, you know? that's
2: great. Yep. Yep.
0: pumped We've got one more news item left to go before we jump into the news. And I want us to get, or before we jump into the game, rather, I want us to get to 30 likes before we play. I think we can do that. There's a whole bunch of you in this chat. If you haven't liked the video, make sure you hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't. Super chats are open if you're having a good time. Let's talk about Ghost Machine number one. So Ghost Machine number one is imminent. Uh, In fact, it will be dropping this upcoming Wednesday, and it will be uh, reviewed by us on Palace Polls. I'm very excited to talk about it. And Ghost Machine has decided to do a really nice thing for stores. So what they're going to be doing is they're going to be shipping double, double overship, 100% overship to every store that has ordered Ghost Machine number one. Wait, that is like, incredible. Like they're going to match it? They're matching whatever the order amount is at no additional cost. Yo, wow. wow. Bold. I mean, that makes sense because this really
3: is a ad for the line. This book is an ad for the line. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, yeah. It's previews for Ghost Machine.
2: Yeah, smart at, move. At, it, it makes sense because then, then you know, it's like, oh, you also feel good about this publisher. You you can spread... Um, the The good word in better faith is it's like, hey, i I bought x amount. you're gonna give me you're gonna give me more. I kind of need to put not not that I need to, but the fact that I have twice what I've already ordered, I kind of want to push this to get some of that volume out, and it's at no extra cost to me. That's a great strategy.
0: yeah, um Ghost machine needs to win the, with this. They need this to work. They need to get this number one in as many hands as possible. Um, you know, they this is a full court press, and I think this is smart. It's a different thing that they're doing here. and good for them. I hope this works. Now, I wanted we kind of flirted with it earlier, but like, think about the difference between this launch and the launch of distillery. The distillery launch? was not about comics. I just, I yeah. feel it in my gut. I really do. Yep. It just yep. didn't feel like it was about comics. I don't know what I... it was about, honestly, but it wasn't about comic books. I mean, we just talked about a Rom B book that was not
2: distillery. Like, it's not about comics.
3: It, it almost feels like it was launched too soon. A, because they didn't really figure out their digital distribution. It was 2B, 2B, TBD at that point. No, they figured it out. They told us what it was. Well, they didn't. They didn't launch it with Distillery number one, right? You know, so I guess the infrastructure maybe wasn't there for it. Um, and it almost felt like they launched it under the guise of "This is for creators by creators, creators' rights." Right during the strike, as like a kind of like, "Oh, look how good we are for the for the writer," you know, where other companies aren't. Um, it didn't feel like it felt half baked, in my opinion.
1: Well, plus all the the weird sales strategy they were trying, yeah. you know, the your your issue is an NFT and you can sell it on our aftermarket or whatever. And
3: it's, it's not an NFT. It mm-hmm. uses blockchain, but it's not an NFT.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, OK, I think that's what really stole my joy for the distillery books was that it felt like they were pushing so hard to make this something that would be appealing to you know, collectors and speculators and NFT lovers and like I'm none of that. I'm a fan of comics, yeah. and you know the format is frustrating to me. And you know the whole I I'll be I'll be honest. I haven't read a single book.
2: No,
1: and I've I haven't
0: desired one. to, to be honest.
2: I bought one and I still haven't like opened it.
0: Yeah, I bought I've bought all the ones they put out so far. I haven't taken the time to read them. Not even the Devil's Cut. And that sucks because I love all those creators, but there's just something about the marketing and the pitch that has just had me feeling alienated from it as a fan of comics. Whereas ghost machine has been like, yo, all creativity, all excitement, full steam ahead. And I get it. Like, yes, we have a relationship with ghost machine and all of that. But if we did it, I would still feel this way because this feels like comics forward comics first. That's what I want.
3: I'm just thinking about the, the day Devil's Cut released. Uh, Sean, you were you were, you had to miss the show. I forget for what yeah. reason. Yeah. Um, so I had to physically buy a comic. It was the last book I bought physically, and it still has that $9.99 price tag on it, and I couldn't remember exactly Whoa. what was in it.
2: $9.99, that's right. It was expensive yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Uh, to, your, to your point, Sean, though, um, Ghost Machine is leading with that creativity, and I know that they are because... Uh, two issues of Junker Joe independently have like made me cry have 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 swayed emotion have, have um, elicited such a reaction from me that it's like, Oh, you guys care about what the story that you're telling, not about the fluff around that, right? Because it was about the stories, you would lead with that and be like, you know, re- the distribution is secondary, not distribution first.
0: Yeah, they haven't made an acquisition that's exciting in terms of a creator since the start of distillery. And so much of it was, Oh, there's 3% equity set aside for new creators and that hasn't gone anywhere.
1: Yeah. And even the acquisitions they made and the announcements they made were all names. We see all the time, respect, all res- all respect to those creators.
0: Yeah. Like already through ghost machine, we got the announcement of Peter snedgeberg being a part of That world and that's exciting Ivan Reese is a name that we haven't seen Like that much over the last Few years so it's kind of exciting to see him be Involved and they brought in people from Television granted I want to see comic book Creators get a shot who are Unknown to us or on That level below but To me right now ghost machine has All the momentum in their favor and I Can't wait to see what this issue number one Brings
1: well and, and ghost machines Already fulfilled that promise there are people on the ghost machine lineup that you know are are new yeah it's new talent and new you know and and i think ghost machine is the only company that has uh followed through on that
0: yeah i'm i'm hoping that at the end of the year you know we're talking about how awesome of a year ghost machine had i'd love to be talking about
1: how awesome your distillery had, you know, that we, we can have both, but you know, they've got a distillery has got to work for it. They've got to care about it.
2: I don't know, man. I mean, physical sold out and then digital sold out for, I I clicked on three random books and I I can't buy
1: it. How do you sell out a digital?
2: I can't buy it.
0: It's an insane gimmick. It, it really is. Like, I don't know, man. Get your bag. Comic book creators absolutely do that. But I, I don't feel like you can't get your bag by just selling comics that are good in ways that are normal. Like, I don't see why they had to go down that digital marketplace road. Like, who even cares about that?
2: Tyler, how much well, did you buy for, that, that book for? 10 bucks. I bought it for a flat 9 dollars uh, I have the digital version sold out at $75
3: idiots what
0: and it's the first wave you know and 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 maybe it maybe it's a a model that will work for them from a financial standpoint but that's really not what i'm talking about like i'm really concerned with just their foothold in the industry it doesn't feel like there's a wave of support or reaction or enjoyment of their books yeah i i I also
1: just like, and I I said this when it was announced, and I'm just going to echo it here just just for my, to voice my disappointment, is just like, these were also the guys that created Comixology. And instead of, you know, building more infrastructure that we lost to Amazon, they built some, you know, faux marketplace. Yeah, yeah. For what
2: they, yeah. they had the opportunity to take advantage of that space. Omnibus is doing that right now. So kudos to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but that you one would assume those the, the people who manage that one of the founders would think, oh, I need to rethink distribution in this digital forward way, because there is now a hole and I have the the cachet of being a previous owner and whatever it might be uh, to lead that charge somebody else took advantage and now they're doing the good work instead and we, and, and, and we met those guys at at uh near comic-con and genuinely seemed like great guys they they know what they're doing they know what they need to fill the the void um and that builds trust where this does not
3: Yeah, the Comixology guys just made some tech bro startup gobbledygook that you would have seen in an episode of Silicon Valley. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And from what I can tell, the content of the comics is good, but, like, the whole environment is just
0: off-putting.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, that stuff would sell probably just as well
0: at Boom. Cole says, I want to read the new Tinian Tinian book from... Distillery, but their dense and confusing digital strategy pushed me away. And that's well, a loss to the creators, too. Yeah. That's so insane, right? Like, if, if, a, if a, a around 10% of people who read comics read them digitally, how could you lock out all, pretty much all of that percentage just to appeal to speculators and, you know, Essentially gamblers. Like Cole should be able to buy your book. What's Cole gonna do? Let's say, let's let's say, right? And I, I'm sorry to use you as the example, Cole, but you're the one to talk. Let's say Cole really, really wants to read a distillery comic, doesn't matter which one it is. But Cole doesn't have an LCS near him. So Cole is a digital reader. Cole buys all his books digitally. If Cole cannot buy, your book digitally, but still wants to read it, what is Cole most likely to do? Steal it. Exactly. Pirate it. So you traded Cole's $10 in the moment, plus let's say he loves it and keeps buying it. You traded a potential long-time reader for someone who wants to buy your book on the idea that it'll be able to sell digitally later on when the NFT market, as far as I know, not that I'm an expert, has collapsed. That's the big idea. And I didn't mean to turn this into a bash fest, but that's a terrible strategy. The example I just used looks really bad for distillery.
3: And not only that, if you're if you're actively if you're actually driving people to piracy like that, it's just bad for the comics industry. Because then they're gonna pirate other books too. Once it's so easy, you know, oh, I can just go here to read stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna do it for image books. I'm gonna do it for DC Marvel. Yeah. Then I'm gonna put it on my recap YouTube channel that people can all <laughs> read.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, we'll be reviewing Ghost Machine number one this week on Pals Pulls. So definitely tune in Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern right here on youtube.com slash the comicspals for that. We hit our likes goal. Let's go. Yeah. We hit our likes goal. You never fail us. Thank you so much for that. That means we get to play a brand new game. Brand new game. And this game is called What If. Now, I want to make it clear. We have never played this before. This is Mm. a total experiment. So we need you guys to really pay attention and let us know if you like it and what can be done better because we want to you know potentially play it again but this is the first time that we're going to play this so what I would like to do is I would like before I explain how the game is played I want to offer you some options because I couldn't decide what to start with All right, so here we go what if what if Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4 was made? What if Brian Michael Bendis never left Marvel? And what if Jonathan Hickman never returned to Marvel? So those are the three options. Which one are you most interested in? Don't ask me how the game is played yet. Hickman. Sam Raimi. Hickman. Hickman. I'm gonna also go Hickman. So chat, do you have any any uh any thoughts on that? Because I wanna know what you guys think as well on this. Hey, should I put up a poll on that one? Nah. Just real real quick reactions. Any other, you know, people that say what they want will run with it. Um and in fact, let's just do it. Let's do let's do Hickman. Let's just do it. All right. So what if Jonathan Hickman never returned to Marvel? Now here's the game we're going to have for the first one. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We're, we'll have three minutes. We will have three minutes. We'll use dice as well to determine the order. What's going to happen is we are responsible for saying each of us, what would happen? What would have happened? Had Hickman not gone back to Marvel, I'll roll the dice to determine who will start. Oh. And can I talk? And we will each have a sentence to continue the story. Once your sentence is complete, the next person okay. goes until three minutes have expired. You can do whatever you want. You can take it wherever you want to take it, but you have to respond to what the person before you established. I have a question,
3: and it's not about the format of the, of the, of the game. I get that. Hickman left. Is this Avengers or is this when he leaves X-Men?
0: No, like if he never went back to Marvel after the Secret War stuff. Remember, yeah, he was after, supposed okay. to.
3: Yeah, I was sure if he meant like if he went back from right, X Men right. to Gods.
0: Yeah. So if he never, if he never goes back to Marvel post Secret Wars, what happens? Got it. That's the what if game. All okay. right, now I will roll the die to determine who will uh, who will kick us off. Here we go. I will roll first for myself. That is a two. Wow. Jesus Christ. Sean's last. Yep. I'll roll now for Tyler. That is an 11. I roll. Whoops. whoops, Lost that. This might be the game where Tyler actually goes first. (laughs) I will roll for Kale. That is an eight. And I will roll for Marco. That is a six. So Tyler, Kale, Marco, and I. That is the order. It's the one where I don't want to go
3: first because I'm a little (laughs) confused on the obtuseness of it. Um, Okay, let me know when I can. What are you confused about? Everything, Sean. In life, everything. I kind of get that, yeah. I have questions about everything. I need clarification on everything. Um, Let me know when I I can go. Yeah, if you're ready, go for it. Oh, I thought you were doing a timer. Um, Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, And I just say a statement, right? Yeah. A sentence,
0: a sentence. A A sentence. One sentence. That kicks us off.
3: If Hickman never came back to Marvel, Krakoa would never exist.
1: Box When, because Krakoa never existed, the, we never would have gotten the, uh, the Moira McTaggart refresh that that character so desperately needed.
2: Even though that character desperately needed that reboot, uh, I would have much preferred him not to touch the X-Men.
0: And since he didn't touch the X-Men, Hickman goes to DC Comics and he starts working on the Legion of Superheroes. That's the first book he does.
3: And with the success of Legion of Superheroes, reinvigorating that line... Um, Better than Bendis ever could. Hickman then gets to reinvigorate the new gods line.
1: The thing about Hickman's new gods, similar to Krakoa, is he takes it down the left field. It's more like Hickman's new new gods.
2: Because it's Hickman's new new gods. He introduces the concepts of uh, uh of the uh, of the oh fuck,
0: the omniverse. Okay, and the omniverse allows DC to tell stories in an ultimate universe, which Jonathan Hickman spearheads.
3: Oh jeez, threw me for a loop. Um, and with the Ultimate Universe, Hickman gets his own uh uh, uh, uh um, what's the troop Bat- like a, a, a I'm think, what's that thing in the, in baseball of creators that then re reinvigorate the the DC line. Pretty and cool. new creators and voices get to be seen in dc
0: 35
1: and their their mission is to uh work within the uh the 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 two dichotomies that the focus of the dc magic world has never really been focused on before he's got to work within order and chaos and so that places one character at the forefront of this ultimate line, Dr. Fate.
2: Dr. Five Fate. seconds. And Dr. Fate calls upon his his bestest buddy Swamp Thing.
0: And that's it. We are out of time. We are out of time.
3: I thought there would be a, a like a clause where, like, if you hesitate or you repeat something someone says, you get eliminated. <laughs>
0: We could do that in the future. That was the most
3: that. theater kid game I've played in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and what
2: is that? And. Uh, yes, and. and that? yes. And. Yes. Yeah. And. Yes. And. That's right.
0: Yeah. I was, I was hoping to be able to, like, you know, lay a bed for, you know, more story pieces. But um, that, was, that was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. Was uh, yeah. What, what do you guys think about that?
2: I mean, that makes sense. I actually, when we were talking about um, the ultimate stuff, at some point somebody had mentioned like the more cosmic things. I'm like, oh, like you can expand out. I I was going to respond, but we had moved on uh, to do like, what if we did new gods? What if we introduced some of those uh, those new characters within the ultimate universe?
3: That game gave me anxiety, and I don't remember what we talked about
1: feel
0: that. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> uh, chat, we want to hear from you on this. Do you think we should play another round? We've got a little time. Do you think we should play another round? Does anyone want to suggest a what if? Or should we just do one of the other ones that I mentioned? What were the other two? It was, uh, what if Bendis um, never, what was? What, yeah, what, what I if I he have? never left? What, what if, if he, he never, never left Marvel? Marvel? And what if Sam Raimi Spider-Man 4 was made? Oh, so come on! The same maybe one's got to be easy. Three minutes
3: is a long time too. Is that was it? bad. That was those.
2: Just like those. They gave us oh, three. I
3: three. Felt every second, Marco.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah. Maybe this isn't a good game to play with Tyler. Maybe Tyler's too think, anxious for this type. I of think. Thing.
1: I think the thing.
2: Mm. I I need the hesitation
0: time though. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm good to just like out the gate. Yeah, come on. Like, it's just, you just say some shit. All right, let's do another one. Let's do, let's let's do what if Sam Raimi Spider Man 4 was me? All right, cool. Yeah, Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. I will roll first for Kale. That is an eight. I will roll for Tyler. That is a six. I will roll for myself. That is a three. I will roll for Marco. Come on, baby. That is an eight. Oh, damn.
3: What threw me uh, off when I went first was uh I mentioned Krakoa and then I see Sean go like oh I'm like oh I did it wrong I did it wrong. <laughs>
1: yeah, we had to we had to pivot real hard. <laughs> uh, uh
0: so Marco and I tied. We, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yep. yeah.
0: So I'll roll for Kale. That is a five and Marco, that is a seven. Ooh, so let's go. Marco, Kale, Tyler, <laughs> myself. Okay, you tell you give me you give me the go. Alright, remember that the prompt is what if Spider-Man 4 happened under Raimi and we'll start when you start talking. In Sam Raimi, Spider-Man 4, uh, post the
2: funeral of uh, <clears throat> of the, the, the Hobgoblin, um, Sandman comes back and he is a, an ally of Spider-Man and he tells him that he needs help to stop Hydro-Man. How long is the sentence? Uh,
1: after the 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 rage that Peter Parker experienced from the the Venom symbiote, he gets a real lesson in grief when Hydro Man kills Aunt May.
3: It turns out Aunt May. Never learned how to swim.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This drives an even further wedge between Peter and MJ, who of course ended Spider-Man three on the outs. But now Peter needs her more than ever because he's grieving the loss of his aunt. And she continues her career in modeling, uh, leaves the U
2: S and enters Gwen Stacy.
3: Again. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Uh, Marco did not see three. (laughs) Minute and a half.
1: Yeah, right. So Gwen uh, dies.
3: And (laughs) that's it. Uh, Who's next? (laughs) Uh, But it turns out all of that was just an illusion from Mysterio played by Bruce Campbell. I can't
1: believe he didn't go there.
0: And while it was an illusion by Mysterio bringing a new villain for Peter to have to deal with, Mary Jane actually has a new love interest whose name is Paul. Oh, uh, Paul. They end up having uh,
2: a a family which further sends Peter into a downward spiral of depression. Kale, 40 seconds. Paul. it turns
1: out, he's the vulture. (laughs) And now we have the four in Spider-Man 4.
3: (laughs) Peter Parker sits in the cuck chair for a a musical moment where uh, a new Nickelback song plays. uh, As it slowly, you feel... Peter's anxiety and, and and heartbreak just like collapse on him,
0: and then we realize, oh, there's still a symbiote left in him somewhere, and that symbiote is actually an offshoot of the Venom uh, timer time. Bam, we you going to go to Carnage. Yeah, I was definitely going to Carnage. Go. Yeah, oh, yeah. go, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Spider-Man Man Five.
2: <laughs> I set it up. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, yeah. I I am furious,
1: Tyler, that you didn't let Sean. Get to the fact that Mary Jane was a Hydro Man creation.
0: Yo, that's what I wanted to do. I
1: know. I was working my way there too.
0: You forget, I've
3: not seen that, so that I always forget that exists. <laughs> I, I totally forgot that Gwen
2: Stacy was even in that third movie. Yo, yeah, we, we recognize that. Yeah. <laughs> I was
3: like, I, I, and then I
2: saw the reactions. I, I'm like, I had I was, no idea what to do with that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, why is everyone reacting that way? It's a new character. She she just popped up. <laughs> totally no memory of that.
3: Oh, she marries uh, Jonah, Jonah's son, right? In the movie? Who like turns into like Space Wolf or something?
0: No, uh, MJ
3: does that. Oh, uh, okay.
0: Yeah. Aaron Ruiz says, Hero from Nickelback is a banger. We all agree. Yes, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I think Nickelback gets a weird undue amount of hate. Like they're not the greatest band ever, but they're fine.
1: I think in twenty twenty four
0: we can say nickel packs fine. Disagree. With that. You disagree that they're fine? Yeah. They're okay. phenomenal. I don't know enough. Fine. Yeah, yeah fine. Um <laughs> Gwen died like a side mission. Yeah,
2: Off I screen. don't know why Gwen
0: had to be I sacrificed. Just... Well, because it was it, it, it came out of left field, like Gwen was already in Spider-Man 3, and Marco was introducing her as a new character. Where was Kale supposed to go? And what
1: else is she famous
0: for? Like, Was she going to do Sleep with Norman? Like, (laughs) That's some movie. We got Gwen's death, Hydro Man, Paul, Mysterio, kids, Paul and MJ somehow had kids, black suit. This is a wild, how long was this movie? Oh, I killed Aunt May, too. Aunt May died, yeah. Wow. I'd buy a ticket to see it personally <laughs> book it
1: yeah. i you know what not even not even based on that synopsis it was Spider-Man 4 i'd go
2: see it <laughs> just adding more villains and more things to the mix
1: well i mean that's classic you have to match the number of villains in the <laughs> sequel <laughs> right
3: Spider-Man I 2 didn't mean... have two villains did it uh,
2: uh no uh, no just october doc Ock. yeah yeah. Doc Ock and, uh,
0: well, three New had Goblin. Venom, Sandman, New Goblin. New Goblin, yeah. And New Goblin. Yeah. Who Marco would not stop referring to as Hobgoblin. I Make said it one time. Wild. I was driving me
2: crazy.
1: Dude,
0: you said it twice. <laughs> Wait, was it New Goblin? Yeah. Yo, it wasn't Hobgoblin. I don't
2: remember anything about that movie.
0: He didn't have a name in the movie. Oh, okay. But yeah, the, the he toys was colloquially referred to as New Goblin. And I was
2: going to say James Franco in Origi. I'm like, no, that's not his character's name. Hold on. I was on the spot. I didn't remember. You could have. Everybody would have known. (laughs) I
3: would have gotten us less pissed than Hobgoblin.
0: The Chad Paul cut. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you guys think about the game? Is it something that, and I'm referring to the audience, but also you three. Is it something you would want to play again?
3: I like it better when it's
0: more specific.
3: Um. Like, the Spider-Man one's fun for me because it's like, all right, well, we have limited parameters.
0: Uh, Hickman was oh, limited. You could have done anything.
3: Yeah, but but, but in the scope of a story... I mean, I guess you could have been like, well, then Amazing Spider-Man never happened. So I guess you could have spun that out. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. That
2: yeah, was fun. It was good. Yeah. The
3: randomness of it. I just don't like it.
1: I feel And I feel like the Spider-Man went better because we ironed the kinks out a little bit more in the Hickman
3: one. I mm. already had a heart attack. So,
0: <laughs> um, uh, Amin says, "Hella fun!" Another, another round. Dangerously throwing glass to the ground. <laughs> oh, sh- I, we would need more, more of you to say you want another round for us to do another. It's fun though. I like it. I also I like bet, how.
1: I bet we could do a short one, a short bend this one
3: You want to do it? Well, I also like how you didn't tell us what this was. So uh, I just see it for the slides You just see what if with no context. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> what do I do for this? Bendis? I can do it.
1: I can do it and we can stop it. What do you mean? I know my answer. And if I'm first, it's going to oh, get for... dark real bad. Real <laughs> Let's do
0: it. Let's do it. One more round. With the Bendis one? Yeah. What if Bendis uh, didn't leave Marvel? Yeah. Right. What if Bendis did not leave Marvel? I'll Fingers roll crossed. for Marco first. Please oh yeah. be low. That is a four. Thank God. Yeah, Marco for did myself. not read those books. so <laughs> That is an 11. Holy crap. Ooh. Okay, Sean goes first. I'll roll for Kale. <laughs> that is a 10. And for Tyler. Don't be 12. That is an eight. Okay. So me, Kale, Tyler, Marco. Woof. What if Bendis never left Marvel? Okay. <clears throat> Here we go. If Brian Michael Bendis never left Marvel, then Miles Morales would have been the star of the next Marvel Comics event. Mm-hmm. Written by Bendis.
1: The tragedy is that in 2024, it's the first, maybe the first book ever to sell zero copies because no one's interested in bendis anymore especially at marvel
3: wow i have to reference that um and with the book selling zero copies from marvel comics marvel comics closes shop
2: (laughs) (laughs) and bendis relaunches marvel uh leading with his titles jinx and
0: powers and when no one buys Jinx and Powers, he decides to relaunch Ultimate Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> but this time, Ultimate Spider-Man starts, you're never going to believe this, with Aunt May.
3: After she gets bitten by a radioactive hot cake, uh, or was wheat cake. Wheat Um, kick, yeah. She becomes the the ultimate wheat woman, and a whole line. Kale's not giving me much to work with here, Sean. Um, You're just not playing my game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And becomes the new star of this ultimate line.
2: And under her, she cultivates uh, a a group of uh, cake related sidekicks: Mm. blueberry muffin. And uh,
0: and the short stack. Hey, nice. She needs a little help because that is stiff competition, and so she reaches out to a young reporter who has aspirations for greatness, named uh, Paul.
1: Paul and his wife Mary Jane, <laughs> and their kids, obviously begin. <laughs> A new iteration of the Fantastic Four, but under the guise of the Hostess Family,
3: uh, and to to fight them, uh, the the Mary Jane's ex boyfriend Peter Parker uh, uh, dons this new glider and becomes the glucose goblin to Ooh. fight these dessert themed heroes.
2: And when uh Mary Jane and Chad are, are locked in icing three. Uh the, the kids the ah. Keebler elves win. What
3: the fuck was that?
2: <laughs> they got trapped, they got frozen in, in like in the in, in No in not the, you icing. Marco.
0: <laughs> oh that was bizarre.
3: That was wild.
0: That was that was not at all what I thought we were going to discuss there. Yo, once what? it went
2: to the, the week cake thing, that was wild.
0: Yeah, y'all y'all didn't follow me. I thought I, I thought she was going to become the next spider. I wanted her to be called Captain Wagon. Captain. That's what I was going to get at. Sure. I wanted to talk about how because Bendis
3: never goes to D.C., the graphic designer that came up with the Bendis is coming thing never had a job and left his whole family down.
0: Vincent Flanagan, Flanagan I'm getting diabetes here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dan, I had to pull over so I could tell you guys that was hilarious. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Thank Amazing. you. Amazing. Thank you. That's what we want. That's what we, we want the feedback. Appreciate you guys sticking through us while we workshop a whole new game. In front of your very eyes. I love it. It's fun stuff. Um, Face it, Tiger. You just hit the dessert bar. (laughs) Yo. (laughs) Hey, maybe we should pitch these. Well. Something's got to stick. Yeah. I guess that was also highly offensive. So Maybe Bendis wouldn't want to go back to Marvel to sell zero copies of his Miles Morales event. That's right. That had <laughs> nothing to do with Bendis at all. <laughs> it just spun out into some uh, wacky
2: Mary, know, uh, uh, Aunt May story. I had a direction,
1: like I said. You guys didn't follow. What me. was your
3: direction, Cal? What were you thinking of? Oh,
1: it was going to be the collapse of Bendis and his life and his, you know,
0: oh, man. real hater. Yeah. Well, his there, professional right. life. Why would anyone follow that?
1: <laughs> Does. That's the direction <laughs> I took us in.
0: That's the game. Once well, you hit that, I'm like, I don't
3: know, I don't know what to do here. I gotta bring Marvel back <laughs> somehow. Fucking sandbagged me. Yeah, I don't know where to go. <laughs> well,
0: that's how it feels,
1: Gwen Stacy.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh man, let us know if you had fun with the new game. Hopefully, you guys had fun with the show overall today. We appreciate everybody that showed up live or anybody that listened to us at any time. Patreon.com/slash/theComicsPals is the best way to show your support for us. We give you a lot of bang for your buck. We have so much exclusive material over there that we are sure you guys will love. Why are we sure? Because the patrons that we have are having a blast over there. So thank you all for your support on that side of things. Channel members, I see you. I see you in the chat. I see the emojis all show long. Thank you so much. If you want to become a channel member, click the join button on this video or on our channel. It's simple. It's low cost. And uh, like it's, like we've said, we've got a lot more to come on that front. So Thank you so much. Watch this show live every single Saturday at 10, 15 a.m. Eastern. Thursdays, as we said, 6 p.m. Eastern for Pals Polls. Um, We'd love to see you guys come and hang out with us for that show. It's going to be a lot of fun this week. We've got some really good books on the docket and a great poll. Go vote in the poll. Make sure you get that in uh, before you go about your day, whatever it is you're going to do today, which we hope you have a wonderful day. Make sure you vote. And uh, let's get those numbers up higher than they were for the last poll. Last poll, we did like 150-something. We can beat that. Let's beat that. Let's let's do it. Book club, the Dark Knight Returns book club is January 30th. Come hang out. It's going to be a ton of fun. Bring your questions. Bring your comments. Come well read. It's going to be a good time. And last note for the patrons, the 28th is our hangout. Hope to see you there. We're going to be playing games, talking comics, all that good stuff. Should be a fun time. Thank you all so much for coming out. We will see you next week. We'll see you on Thursday for Palace Bulls. Until then, we love you. We thank you. Take care, guys.
1: See you next week.